welcome to Thursday night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show. You know, we like to think that we're all, like, suave and cool and on the air, you know, and we're like these radio people. But I have to tell you that... As the show is winding down, I'm listening to the startup audio. I am scrambling around on my desk looking for masking tape because me and my infamous wisdom decided that I wanted to cut my hair. And I thought, oh, you know, I haven't had fringe in a while. Maybe I'll, you know, like, cut my hair and get some fringe. And now it's hanging down in my face, driving me crazy. And I'm trying to find there. So I've got a big piece of masking tape holding my fringe back so that it doesn't like drive me nuts while I'm trying to run the switchboard. How is that for cool? I just felt compelled to share that with you. <laughs> I'd like to let you know if you'd like to call in tonight, the number is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965 if you'd like to call in and read. We do have some announcements to get through, so I'd like to run through those real quick. When we are done with those, we will be getting to the callers, yay. So I want to congratulate again Rich, our steamboat captain, for winning the December Poetry Contest drawing. I still need to get his address so I can get his prize sent to him. Hey, well, just FYI, while I go through this, make sure that you're getting out your pens, papers, journals, quill pens, ink pots, whatever it is you write with, because we will be doing our inspiration from the inkwell prompts in just a moment. So be ready for that. All right. So anyway, congratulations again to our amazing steamboat captain poet for winning the December prize drawing. With that said, how about I give you the information on our February poetry contest as it will be starting before our next broadcast. So as February begins, we are looking forward to celebrating Black History Month and this will indeed be the foundation of our February writing contest. So from February 1st to March 1st, anyone posting something they have written for Black History Month on my page, will, my Facebook page, will get their name entered into the drawing once. Anyone reading their poem on Black History Month between February 1st and March 1st live on the show will get their name entered twice into the drawing. And anyone posting it on my page and reading it on my show will get their aim their name entered no not three as the math would suggest but four four you'll get your name entered into the prize drawing four times so you get that extra incentive to do both all right the winner will be drawn and announced on our march 2nd show now for a little inspiration black history month's planning committee has announced that the uh, 2023 that 2023 will highlight black history's culture and rich traditions and alignment with, let me see, let me read this. I have it written down so I can read it. Don't do this at home, I'm professional. Uh, black, black History Month 
Planning Committee has announced that 2023 will highlight Black history's culture and rich traditions in alignment with this year's selected theme of Black resistance, building bridges, and navigating barriers. So the theme is Black resistance, building bridges, and navigating barriers. Now, using this as inspiration, building bridges and navigating barriers, this can be anything from actual facts or events in history to fiction, um, poetry you've made up to tell a story, or even personal experiences or thoughts. Um, It's up to you to determine the direction the inspiration takes you. However, keep in mind, I never lease your muses. I never girdle your brains. So any poem you write, any poem for Black History Month, including a haiku, if you want to be chintzy on me, but I love haikus, so I can't say that. Any poem you write for Black History Month that is posted on my Facebook page and or read here on our show will be entered into the drawing. So February is less than a week away. We've got a week, about a week to go for, so get writing, get started, be ready for that. I want to take a moment, and this is really important to me, I want to take a moment and thank our sponsors who helped contribute towards our 2022 broadcasting license. We are at the end of our broadcasting year and will soon be starting our fundraiser to help contribute towards our 2023 broadcasting license for our weekly three-hour show here and the workshops we'll be doing. It's important to let those people from last year know how much we appreciate them. Because, you know, being on, we've been here together now, what, 16 years doing this together. We could literally not be here doing this were it not for the help of our listeners and our sponsors and our readers, those of you who stepped up to the plate and helped contribute towards our broadcasting license. With the new year coming up and looking towards that, you know, I'll be having, the, I'll have the fundraiser, raiser, <laughs> the fund, the fundraiser, the fundraiser put up uh, here in just a couple of days. I'm uh, doing it this year. Facebook doesn't do personal fundraisers anymore, so the one I used to run for us as a community, we can't do, and I will be posting this up on uh, GoFundMe. So instead of just you guys reading what I say, there's a chance anybody could read what I have to say, so I'm having to word this just a little bit differently. So there's also a chance that all kinds of people are going to hear you read your poems on the show if they listen to the podcast I post. So kind of keep that in my mind and let's uh, be some ambassadors for poetry and show them how amazing and cool we are. All right? <laughs> so anyway, we will have the new fundraiser for 2023 up soon. If you're interested in sponsoring, you can message me on Facebook. You can, uh, you can do a send, – send in your sponsorship stuffs from <laughs> – on PayPal, the, the show's PayPal account, I have a Venmo cash app thing set up for it, and we will have the fundraiser going. So if you're interested in sponsoring, just shoot me a message and let me know, and I will let you know how to get involved. So we only have a few more weeks to thank these people. Our 2022 sponsors are... Karen Deftrider DeWitt, Melvin Douglas Johnson, Gary and Noreen Snyder, Douglas Curry, George Wiley, Vicki Aqua, Debbie Kelly, Annie Tillery Waldo, Timothy Melton, Kevin Kraft, Alana Morris, Ronald P. Bremner, Jade Mist, Todd Carter, Paula Sweet, Lori Binder, Glenn Combs, and Trina Pierce. I also want to thank those of you who anonymously made donations in the memory of John Music Man Kays, 
our Appalachian poet, Philip Kent Church, Rain Neighbors, the Rain Man, Glenn Steele, Charles C.B. Banks, Cherry Rose, King's Cadence, and Rick Smith II. Always with us. Thank you, guys. All right. So now, do you have your pens and your papers ready? Because you know what? You know what time it is, right? Bam. (laughs) It's time for inspiration from the inkwell. Now, during the month of January, I have only been giving out your weekly writing prompts. In essence, I do this so that you have more time to reflect on your goals for the year. However, in February, we'll be starting up once again the full mini workshops in full swing, and I am quite excited about some of the things we have to bring you this year. Now, as I go through this, if you don't get everything written down to worry, you can always come back after the show is over and re-listen to the beginning of the program to grab what you missed. Also, keep in mind, if you're ever sitting at an open window at midnight, wind blowing secrets through the lace curtains that brush your cheek like an old lover's ghost while you're wearing your funny little poet hat and sipping the green Kool-Aid, There are 16 years worth of programs in our archives. That's a very valuable tool for you to utilize. So grab a show, listen the first 15 minutes. You'll find something in our workshops to send you off and running. So remember those are there. All right, let's jump right into this. Your all-important poetry prompts for the week. All right, now remember as I go through these, poetry prompts are like seeds planted. They are meant to grow into poems. Now, with that said, The prompts can be the title of the poem, it can be a line in your poem, or just the general concept of your poem. Beyond these guidelines, whatever you do with them is entirely up to you. So let's get started. Number one, when your chaos and my chaos started dating. When your chaos and my chaos started dating. Number two, the mythology of a poet mythology of a poet beside the common things sitting beside the common things four the moon's carcass the moon's carcass number five I love this one tales of a nostalgic boxcar and I have to admit I was thinking about Ray Neighbors Rain Man when I uh, came up with that one tales of a nostalgic boxcar Number six, children made of thunder. Children made of thunder. Number seven, blindfolded bullets. Blindfolded bullets. Shadows exist even in darkness. Shadows exist even in darkness. Nine, where the pavement ends. Where the pavement ends. Ten, even skin could not bind her. Even skin could not bind her. Eleven, in the photograph of you wearing my sweater. In the photograph of you wearing my sweater. Twelve, quite and completely unnoticeably mad. Quite and completely unnoticeably mad. Thirteen, Travelers. They are the travelers. And 14. What happened 
while wearing Oscar Wilde shoes that I happened to pick up for a buck ninety-nine at a local thrift, thrift store. I love long titles. I think it comes from reading Billy Collins so much. All right, you ready for it again? What happened while wearing Oscar Wilde's shoes that I happened to pick up for a buck ninety-nine at a local thrift store? How's that for a, a title of a poem? <laughs> and then your two replay bonuses brought back from last week, and I'm going to start doing this because some of them I just really, really like and they deserve repeating, is number one, the postcard my muse sent me while on vacation. So if you weren't here last week, you get a second chance at that. The postcard my muse sent me while on vacation. And number two, five stories about me that simply may not be true. Five stories about me that simply may not be true. All right? Remember, you can write one poem to each prompt, mix and match the prompts, or use all the lines in one poem if you're feeling really froggy. Remember to do your pick apart a prompt exercise on these. That's always good to do with anything that you write. And to do that, we'll get into this more next week in our workshop, but basically write down each prompt and then write down at least six different poems you could write to that prompt before you decide what you want to write to it. All right, let's get past that knee-jerk reaction, the images that our brain muscles, our, our brain's muscle memory automatically, automatically brings to us when we think about something. Let's get past that and find the things that are deeper and unique to us. And you know, in that way, getting away from writing the typical or the predictable or the common. Find those things that belong only to you. So make sure you do that. That's really important. Okay, so I'm not going to read through these again. If you missed any of them, come back and listen to the archives. I want to remind you, however, as food for our creative souls, that we are focusing on reading, reading, reading. And I bet you I've been saying this almost for the last 16 years. That's how important this is. You know, it's just like a staple. It's just like a salt on the table type of thing for us, for us our community. But remember to read, 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 read. Reading, if you're not reading more than you are writing, you're doing it backwards. You have to have that input in order to have output. You have to feed your brains. You are what you eat, and this applies to your brain as well. If you aren't constantly feeding yourself new ideas, what's going to happen is you're going to get stuck in a rut, and you're going to start writing the same poem over and over again, 50 different ways and you're going to get discouraged and you're going to think you have writer's block and you absolutely do not. Writer's block does not exist. There is no such thing as writer's block. So stop using that for a crutch. It's not real. Like the boogeyman. It can't hurt you if you don't believe in it. We'll do stuff with that later. But this is one of the things. It's kind of a nice segue into our, the second thing that we are, you know, concentrating on to help ourselves become better writers. And that is every day practice your writer's discipline. And that's kind of hard to do, you know. Not a lot of us have time to sit down every single day and write a poem or, you know, sit down and put that silly little poet hat and make up strange things about lace curtains and open windows, you know, while we're trying to write. So you need to set, and this is really kind of good for this beginning part of the year when we are setting goals for ourselves, but it's good to set realistic goals for yourself. Things are obtainable. Those small victories are very empowering. So instead of setting an impossible goal for yourself, set an easy goal for yourself. Reach high. Make the goals you set for yourself. Reach for that star. But don't 
deliberately set yourself up for fail because when we fail, automatically our brain says, ah, oh, I couldn't do it. You're a loser. You suck. You didn't do it. You might as well quit. And we say, oh, yes, it's much more fun to sit here and play video games and work on my writing. We use it as a crutch. We use it as an out. I don't allow you that. Your muses don't allow you that. You should not allow yourself that. If you miss something, if you miss a day in your goal, then stand up, suck it up, buttercup, brush the dirt off, and keep going. Pick up where you left off. So for this exercise, our writer's discipline, what I'm having you do is go out every single day and write a haiku poem, right? Simple. American haiku, three lines, five syllables, seven syllables, five syllables is the count for those lines. 17 syllables. Go out every single day and find something worth 17 syllables and scribble it down. And I don't care if it's only 15 syllables. You can go back and add some or maybe take a couple away. It doesn't matter later. The point is just to get it down. The point is is to pay attention to those things that reach out and focus during the day that are trying to get our attention because there's things that we are drawn to, that we gravitate towards, that inspire us, that are part of our soul. You know, it's like the smell of, of cut grass for me or, you know, like sweet grass on the promacot, sweet grass on the prairie or the feel of the wind. These are all things that reach out and grab me all the time. There's things like that for you as well. Listen to them. Pay attention to them. And give them 17 syllables worth of time every day. If you do this, you will never experience, ever, I promise you will never experience that horribly made up thing called writer's block so this is one of the things that really helps with that all right that is it inspiration from the inkwell if you didn't get anything come back and listen i didn't get everything come back and listen to the archives and you can catch it there you can send me a message on facebook if you would like to ask me any questions or anything like that on what we've just gone through all right, the next thing I'm going to do is play an audio track. We always start and end every episode with an audio track by one of you poets. So if you are interested in having your track played on the air, you can email those to me at the, the, the speakeasy cafe at gmail.com. Make sure you put audio file, MP3 track, something like that in the subject line for me. I can get them uploaded to the show's library and we can play them for the world. We'll be very excited to have those. The piece that I'm going to play tonight is absolutely one of my favorites. It's by Maxwell Kessler. And I'm playing this as a kickoff for Black History Month because I think this poem is incredibly powering and talking about, you know, resistance and barriers and breaking through them and standing your ground and all that. I think this poem personifies that incredibly well. So here we have Maxwell, Maxwell Kessler with the story of Big Ben Tunnel. Well, post-Civil War, who do you think they call upon to turn the ash back to brick? No, sir. You don't need chains keep man his place. Few coins do you just fine. But when they promised us land for our work, we heard freedom. So we picked up spikes and shovels, followed that railroad wherever we were told to place it. Our job was to see the mountains of West Virginia as clay. Some of us died squinting so hard. Especially out there in the Big Bend Tunnel. 
We drove more than a mile deep into them hills. The only light we had was the one hitting our backs. That is, had not been for Mr. John Henry. With a hammer in his hands, John had arms like dynamite-tipped bullwhips, fireflies bursting across his kneecaps. His slam sounded like bullets coming fresh out of a revolver. Hammerheads glowing like lanterns, so hot they melted the air a dark red, but John's voice was as holy as the blue breeze crawling up that tunnel to kiss our cheeks. Ain't no freedom in this work, brother. Freedom's when the clock runs out. When the only thing pushing against you is the wind, your daughter's hands, or your lover's lips. John always liked to talk about Polly Ann like that. Truest woman I ever met. She used to always tease him, say he wasn't work hard enough. <laughs> but we knew she come down to the tracks wearing her finest blue dress just so she could watch the rain dripping off of his chest. John, the preacher of sweat, sermon of crash. Whenever he saw one of us falling, his voice would ring out like church bells. Stand up, son! These rocks ain't shackles! Just a whole lot of dust that don't know what to part ways when it sees our footsteps. He even made Captain Tommy want to pick up a hammer. Skinny-armed white man, dog bark, throat, dog heart, yelling, Good God, Mr. Henry! Be careful now! What if them walls come caving in? Well, John just sing right back, I'll just lift this mountain with my hammer, Lord, Lord, crumble this here rock with my hand. In fact, the only time I heard John stop singing was when the steam drill come. Man. Mr. George, he called himself, sitting high and mighty on this soft, soft seat, surrounded by all matter of levers and iron, sticking out like jail bars, machine bigger than most of our houses, and he stepped down, his skin pale, like it never learned how to sweat. He walked right up to Captain Tommy and said, I got me a machine here, twice as efficient as them lazy niggers you got driving steel. If you give me some money, you can send all the work donkeys home. I wanted to scrape my calluses against his silky skin, peel off the husk, so he could feel what it's like to bleed. But John stepped between us and quietly said, I got a better idea. I never really heard of John being a gambling man, but when he said he needed a shaker, I was the first one to step forward. Now in the tunnel... Black dust clouds forming overhead, every smack, pebbles and rock shards ripping by my ears into the air pocket of John's elbows. Every lift, his muscles swelled up, blood glowing through his skin, the color of molten iron. I couldn't even see that steam engine. Shirts clock to shatter, breathing down my neck. But John's voice rang out, come on, shaker, spin that steel. Steady hands now, brother, we got a steam drill to put to shame. He swung so hard and so fast that the sparks stuck to his hammer, arc like lightning bolts when he pulled back. The sound of air splitting shot out down the tunnel like an echo of a storm against the valley. Blew Tommy's hat clean off, wrapped around Polly Ann's neck like a whisper. And I used to think that only God could make thunder. Now when it was all said and done, John had drilled two seven-foot tunnels, one with each arm, and that steam engine man only had one. Nine feet to off fourteen, but when John's veins had cooled off, his body hardened up. Hart couldn't find enough room to keep beating against the anvil of his chest with only the strength of whisper. He motioned over to Polly Ann and said, The hammer crash was my first taste of God, the shatter of rock, proof that our hands gave us a choice. I'm sorry for what I had to do. Polly Ann kissed his cheek, watched his eyes drag backwards. Mr. George stepped over his body, pulled out his purse and said, Well, machine's still for sale, Tommy, unless you've got another monster like John Henry just 
lying around. Well, Polly Ann leapt up screaming, Listen here, Mr. Business Suit, Mr. Fabric Arms and Shiny Fingernails. Last I checked, I got hands. Just like John Henry had hands. Just like every man or woman here got hands. And ain't no steam engine could brew a storm like the fury pouring out of these palms. And with one arm, she swung that 20-pound hammer over her head and slammed the steel spike straight into that track. Good as any man. Blue dress whipping in the hurricane wind of her hips. Latin pouring out of her pupils. Mr. George just stared right back. Silent, like he could smell the rain coming. Absolutely one of my all-time favorite pieces. So powerful. So there we go. That's going to kick off our inspiration for our February contest and for celebrating black, po- or black poetry, black poetry too, um, black history month. And uh, there you go. So comes next, right? It's time for you guys. It's time for our callers. So if you would like to call in and read tonight, the number in is again, 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965. If you are on hold, this is what you can expect tonight. We do take callers in the the order that you call in, such as area code 567 is our first caller tonight. Listen for your uh, telephone area code. When I bring you on, make sure that you introduce yourself so that people know who's reading. You always want to send your work out there into the world with your name on it. I mean, think about it. We have 16 years with the programs on here. What if you went back and listened to the one from month two and heard something that was absolutely amazing, but you had no clue, who, who, who is it? Who, I, don't know, I don't know, right? So you never want to send your work out into the world without your name on it, all right? And you want people to know who's reading. You can do two poems right now if the lines get too busy I may have to switch that down to one poem if that happens if that happens on your turn I am sorry Uh, I will let you know but right now you're good for two two regular two regular poems or one long poem it looks like and uh, when you are done reading remember you need to give out your URL. It's really important that people know how to come find you, that you're setting up a writer's network for yourself and uh, your community, people who inspire you and who are inspired by you. Very important. Make sure they know how to find you. Remember, please, that we have a mature rating. That means you're bound to hear just about anything because I never know. Well, sometimes I know, but you know, I never know what someone's going to read. That's better way. But I never know what someone's going to read when I answer the phone, <laughs> when I bring your line live. So remember, please, if you're listening, we do have a mature rating. With that said, we do not have an adult rating. That means the only thing you are not going to hear is adult porn poems, no bumping body parts, no tab A into slot B. Other than that, you are good to go. You guys know where that line is. Don't cross it. Mature rating, not adult rating. I am going to announce the first three callers so you kind of have a heads up where you are coming on. We have area code 567 as our first caller, followed by 619, 
731. Then we're going to have 860 and 702. All right, so that's our lineup. I know that was five. I can't count. I just, you know, want to let Jimmy know where he was. All right, so with that said, dun, dun, dun. Maybe I should play my drum roll again. Do I even have it still? There we go. I love my sound effects. Okay, five, seven, five, six, seven. you are on the air. Mr. Pineapple Hello. 16. That's right, Pineapple 16 in the house. I know, I beat you to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, well, um, this this first poem I'm gonna do. Um, you you know I've written about food a lot, and mm-hmm. um, the my personal favorite thing of all the things I've written is also one of the. It's a beverage actually. It's about chocolate milk. And I've done my chocolate milk poem or song, whatever it is. Uh, I've done it at various open mics around the country and actually at least two other countries in Europe. And many years ago, I was dating a woman who had some horses. And I wrote a parody of my own work. And that's what I'm going to read tonight. At some point, I will do my chocolate milk one on here. But tonight, I'm going to do this one called Bale of Hay. It is written from the perspective of a horse. So here it is. I'm chilling like a villain with my bale of hay. It's the best part of my day. It's yummy in my tummy. It tastes so good like I knew it would when they mowed it down and raked it fine. Don't take a bite because it's all mine. I love it. Ooh, yeah. I love it. It's crunchy. I could eat it in the morning at noon or night. I eat it so fast it's out of sight. It's gone so fast. Then I say, darn, I'm still hungry, so I go to the barn. The barn door is locked. I got to bust in and dive into a haystack up to my chin. And then I'm chilling like a villain with my stack of hay. It's the best part of my day. It's yummy in my tummy. It tastes so good like I knew it would when they mowed it down and raked it fine. Don't take a bite because it's all mine. I love it. Oh, yeah. I love it. It's crunchy. I can feel my blood surging through every vein. I'm all excited from my hooves to my mane. I can eat it plain or with some grain in the sun or pouring rain. If I don't have hay, I will go insane. I get hungry. The grass is free. But the next thing, man, that I want to see is alfalfa and clover mixed in a bale. It better be green and fresh, not pale or stale. My attention is glued to this delicious food. It's the best darn stuff I ever chewed. That's why I'm chilling like a villain with my bale of hay. It's the best part of my day. It's yummy in my tummy. It tastes so good like I knew it would when they mowed it down and raked it fine. Don't take a bite. Because it's all mine. I love it. Oh, yeah. I love it. It's crunchy. Give thanks for the food that, it, that is always green. 
and my translator, Pineapple 16. <laughs> That's the end of that one. I really think that that horse got into uh, some mushrooms in that hay. Right. Just saying. Yeah, something. Yeah, there might have been something <laughs> else growing in the pasture. <laughs> that was so fun to listen to. I can't even tell you. You know, you have so much fun in your craft. You have so much fun writing. You know, I think it's a really good reminder to all of us that, you know, it is okay. I always tell people, stop trying to push your muse out the door. When it's trying to pull you out the window, just let go. You know, stop with all the pretentiousness and have fun. Remember what it's like to make words dance on the tips of your fingers. And that's the way you write. You know, that's the way you share your work. You have fun with it. You don't, you don't lasso it in. No horse pun intended. Well, but you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Several horses involved. And um, that's one of the ones that, because I did that one at open mic a couple times too uh, at the Toledo area open mics. I don't think I did it outside of Toledo, uh, maybe in Columbus once. But um, it's one of the ones that inspired people to tell me I need to be a children's book author. And that's, if I ever get around to having things illustrated that will probably be my first children's book and it <laughs> will involve a horse named Floyd because Floyd is the only horse that I ever rode and so I think of Floyd when I am looking at that poem but uh and and what co- and well, what color was, is he uh, he was mostly white he was um uh georgian grande is the name of his breed um it's t- just a regular riding horse um he had a, a few brown spots but uh he was about 90% white and um most of his offspring were about half brown and half white to varying, you know, just whatever the, uh, I guess the pinto would be another word or a spotted horse. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. um, so that's, that's what Floyd, that's where he was. Very cool. He's, you can't make him like, so you have to make him like, like purple or something. In the book, he has to be a really cool color oh. for the kids. Yeah, that's a good idea. Purple and white or Like the color, and... color of orange sherbet. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Right? I, 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 I you always 3D... make me hungry. <laughs> I bought a 3D modeling program a few years ago and started doing some uh, trying to make 3D videos and I was hoping at some point to to make a video of Floyd eating the hay, and um, I just never never finished it and haven't touched it for years now. And I have a newer computer and that 
program is on the older computer and I never tried to figure out if I could transfer it because I had to buy it and I don't want to buy it again just for a different computer. So, so I, I'm not sure. I haven't, I've been working on other stuff. Well, I'm excited for you working on your children's book. Were you going to read that second one, or are you going to wait till next week? Yeah, I'll wait because you know I know there's always a lot of people and and um, yeah, the, I I pulled up another one in case you really wanted one, but it's not really you know not a big uh, not a big thing. I, uh, I never even we, did we are it fine on time. Before. We are fine on time, and that was not very long. So if you'd like to read another one, you are more than welcome okay. to. Well, I'll, I'll do another one. This other one is, is shorter. Um, and it, and it has an interesting little story with it that I, I will explain after. So, okay, this one is called Jenna, J-E-N-N-A. I met this girl. I thought she was cool. We talked about spaghetti and the pasta rule. I heard her sing karaoke. She was amazing. She heard me too. I was Okay. We talked on the phone twice. I enjoyed our I enjoyed our talks. I thought she was nice. She called me yesterday, acquaintance day number six. She suggested Chinese food with no chopsticks. She said we should hang out together. We were both free. This was during phone conversation number three. After Chinese food, we bowled three games. We talked about our families and shared a few names. I showed her a couple videos and made her laugh a few times, but she never got to hear my silly rhymes. We went to karaoke and shot two games of pool. Somewhere in there, I became a fool. Suddenly... She was mad at me. I don't read minds, so it's a mystery. And that's the quick ending of that poem, just like it was a quick ending to <laughs> quick ending of that relationship. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the interesting little part about that is um, poem, and then I posted it on. Facebook and a couple other places, and this was um, about 16 years ago or something like that, and um, several years went by, and she randomly encountered my poem, because it was online, and she knew, oh my God, he wrote this poem about me, and she sent me a message, and, and she said, hey, you know, I saw your poem, and um, that was pretty nice. You wrote a poem, and but, but yeah, it kind of sucked, you know. She explained what sort of what happened, like why she suddenly got mad at me and stuff, and, you know, she was got confused about something, and, and but uh, we became friends on Facebook times, but... Um, I don't think I ever saw her again, but um, we kind of, uh, you know, patched things up, so to speak. Uh, but uh, it's 
So it was just, it was just, I thought it was kind of cool that she found my poem uh, a few years later and, and knew and that it was just, about her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She felt honored. And, um, Oh, she said, well, yeah. I just would have started singing that song to her that goes something like, you're so vain. I bet you thought that poem was about you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I promise I'll never read that again, you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, sweetheart, do me a favor and tell everybody how they can come find you. Okay, yeah. It's Pineapple 16. That's XVI on the spelling of 16. And I'm on Facebook, Instagram, iTunes, Spotify, and, um, you know, some of the poetry sites. Uh, I haven't posted some poems on there for a long time, though. Like, uh, Got Poetry or All Poetry or something. I don't know. I'm not even sure which ones. <laughs> um, but the big ones are uh, YouTube and iTunes. Yeah, YouTube is the, is the biggest. That's where I, I have over 500 videos. A lot of them are poetry videos and other things like that. So that's that's where it is. Boom, boom, boom. Boom, boom, boom. All right, perfect. Thank you so much, Pineapple 16, sir, and we will talk to you next week. Okay. All right. See ya. Have a, have a great. And I oh, and I did love that audio track that you played at the beginning. That was that was amazing. I absolutely agree. I love it, too. Thank you. All right, hon. Yep. Great day. Yeah. Talk to you next week. <laughs> Bye. Yep. All right. Let's go ahead and grab our next caller, which is area code 619. 619, you're on the air. Hi, this is Cielo, and I'm back for the second week. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, sweetheart. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you. Um, I think I'm going to get addicted to being here every Thursday, so... Yeah. Oh, break my heart. <laughs> See, yeah, that's what we do. We have people bring you the first taste of the show for free, and then you're just stuck. You're stuck with us. <laughs> yeah. Poetry addiction, yeah. So I'm excited to see what you brought. I'm really glad you came back to the show, hon. Mike's all yours. Thank you, Thank you so much. Um, yeah, this one I wrote uh, a few days back that I was passing by uh, my child childhood neighborhood that I used to live and I just got like a little uh nostalgic and I wrote a a short reflection on it um it's called my deep hood 54th for Euclid in Cano the hood is deep the taller the fence the deeper you're into Rosales recycles beware of the dog the lawn is deep the taller the grass the darker the block Coupons, swap meat, food stamps, the floor is hard. The smaller the house, the bigger the fans. Get me a Mickey's from the liquor. The thirst is deep. The dirtier the store, the tough is the rigor. Whoop, whoop, hide or run. The bloods are coming. The deeper the red, the bloodier the gun. Soccer, ropes, foursquare, and dodgeball. Ice cream soda. The merrier the kids, the sadder the downfall. Viva Cesar Chavez and Martin Luther King. I live in the ghetto, the deeper the hood, the tougher to leave. End of poem. I love the line in there. Please forgive me and correct me if I don't say it correctly. But I always talk about finding unique imagery to provoke 
an emotional reaction, but also to be able to paint a very concrete image in someone's mind of what you're trying to say without actually saying it. You know, the the line in there, it was something like, um, the smaller the house, the bigger the fans. Is that right? Yeah. 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 So, so when so, you say um, that, you know, you think about somebody that's a big house and they're super rich and they have air conditioning, you know, and the, the small houses, you know, they, they don't have that. You know, they, they end up making these, these, you know, it just, you really, that, that line really, really paints that, that, that economic difference, that whatever it is I'm trying to say, very, very clearly. It, it's, a, it's genius. I love that line. I absolutely love that line. The smaller the house, Thank the bigger you so the much. fans. And it's such yeah. a simple line. You know, it's, it's, but there were a thousand easier ways or more literal ways for you to be able to say that. I just think it was incredibly unique. And you have those throughout your entire piece. I loved it. Thank you. Yeah, actually, uh, when I used to live there, it was a two-bedroom house, and uh, there was 11 of us. So, And it was it was common there, there in the neighborhood for, you know, for there to be, like, a lot of people in a single house. And it, it, it does, like, compare those two. You know, sometimes big houses uh, – with rich people are so empty, you know, and small houses mm-hmm. are, are full of people. So there definitely is a contrast there. Yeah. Absolutely. 100%. I agree with that. It's it's cool. And I think that I just, I think you did a really good job with that. Are you going to read two tonight, honey? Uh, yeah. Another short one. Okay. Uh, this one is called Tell Me Woman in Black Tights. Hunting carving, how you indulge in your delights. You vulture flying round and roll, kissing them, their last breath of merry joy. How you sink into their tender flesh, bloody bathing, rejuvenate your repertoire of mesh. You deceiving creature of your spitting carcasses, solely to fancy your tooth for gore. Will a man ever satisfy your hunger, rouge apple, or will you every last rib devour? And a poem. Wow. Fantastic job on both of those reads, honey. Thank so, you. I'm going to try to work on longer ones. I always write short ones for some reason. <laughs> Absolutely nothing wrong with short ones. Short ones are actually harder, I think, to write than longer ones because you're really constricting a message down into a tight, compact place. You know, I used to start out, I used to write free verse, and I would just keep writing until I was done. I remember just one time I had like 28-page poem in my journal. And by the oh, time wow. I got done editing it and, and you know, condensing it and doing all that, I ended up with a poem that was about 12 lines. Oh. So. Yeah, that's a big difference. You know, editing is fun, you guys. Yeah. Yeah, so... You know, short poems, it's, I, I enjoy them just because it's harder to pack a punch in them. And if you can do that well, then, you know, that's really saying something. And you do that well. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> You're very welcome. All right, sweetie, tell everyone how they can come find you and get to know you better before you come back here next week and read. Yes. <laughs> 
Uh, you can find me on Instagram and um, TikTok as Poetry by Cielo. And Cielo, it's spelled C-I-E-L-O. That's so beautiful. All right, perfect. You guys go check her out, follow her, friend her, whatever it is you do. And uh, we look forward to seeing you next week, sweetheart. Thank you so much. Nice talking to you. You too, hon. Bye-bye. Bye. Our next caller comes from area code 731. 731? Mr. Mike Todd, are you with me? My firefly man, where are you? 731. 731, Mike Todd. Are you muted, dear? Okay, so I think that I'm going to go ahead and mute him, and we're going to come back and grab him. I'm not sure why I can't hear him. Let's go ahead and get 860-860. You're on the air. Hey. Jessica? Uh, What? Hi, Jessica. Hey, hey. How are you doing, Nyla? Absolutely wonderful, sweetheart. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. I feel a little bit better than I did this morning. I got, I was sick for a while, then got better for a couple of days, and I felt like crap today in general. But I feel better now, and I'm happy to be here. Very happy. Well, we are glad to have you. Well, I'm very glad that I'm part of this, get part of your uh, show tonight. I'm just going to try to <laughs> just stall as I look up um, Homes in the Rain. Um, I found, like, a weird, like, a really dark, strange poem, like, I, in my memories. And I've decided I want to see if Jimmy wants to do a collab with me. Um, but I'm not sharing that tonight, but just only if I do one with him. Because um, I think it's something that he would be able to write with. Okay, um, let's see. I have one, I did have one of your prompts, actually. Um, okay, the prompt was postcard by Muse sent me while on vacation. My Muse took a vacation, not sure of the destination. I got a postcard the other day. The front of the postcard depicted my Muse laughing on a beach blanket amongst handsome men, clad in a white, skimpy bikini. She has always been the life of the party. Also, she has always been a flirt, so the photo was no surprise. The postcard read, I am taking a much-needed break from supplying ideas for poems for now. I need to spread my wings a bit. Poems about the past were holding me back. I became stagnant in sorrow, so I just needed a break so I could reset and return with a splash. Don't worry about me. I think you can manage on your own. I have faith in you. You always had faith in me. Love your precious muse and poem. You get 5,000 million, 100 zillion, kabillion cool points for writing to that prompt. That has been one of my, that is one of my favorite prompts ever. That is yeah, so I awesome. Thank you. That, like, you just made my day. Yeah. It kind of was like boom, and then it just stuck in my head for a while, and that's what came out of it. And here's another um, very, you, huh? I was going to say, how could you not have fun with that prompt? Exactly, it's impossible. And it was kind of funny because my muse was kind of on vacation because he didn't write for a few days. So it was like perfect that we had a little <laughs> conversation back and forth. <laughs> um, this second one is um, is also I kind of going in a 
seems like my muse or whatever's giving me inspiration is kind of going in different directions. Um, this is called Pure Intention. Elegance of verse brings new words brings words to new heights. Each nuance, subtlety, suggestion interests its reader, captivating minds with rendered stanzas, dreams captured by the poet, bringing thoughts, desires to life. Mystery of execution and phrasing lends to the poet's intention to not only convey meanings, feelings, hopes, yet touch souls in the process. And poem. Very good. Fantastic job, sweetheart. Thank you. So, like, you weren't hearing, like, uh, the boo-hoo, my childhood sucked kind of poems anymore. <laughs> 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 you know, I those are okay, too. Poems. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I just don't find the the need to write like in a dark place anymore. So, whatever. Um, okay, those are my two. Um, you'll find me on. I like to be quick, so like to add a consideration. Um, uh, you can find me on at my author page is Jessica Brooke Poetry on Facebook. Um, and um on YouTube, Jessica Brooke Apostrophe. S with B R O K E apostrophe S poetry. My books are on Amazon. The only two you can find are called Even Poetry Gets the Blues and the others. No, sorry, and Out of the Chasm, both by Jessica Brooke on Amazon. Or you can get in touch with me on Facebook and I'll send you an autographed copy. Alrighty. Um, you have a good night and I'm going to listen to everybody else and I think if we are lucky we'll hear Jimmy soon. He is coming up here very quickly. Like okay, next. well, I'm, I'm really happy to ask that I got through. And then the, yeah, he, I was actually chatting with him when I said, oh, I'm in the queue. He's like, oh, my God, I forgot. <laughs> so that's why he's not before <laughs> me. <laughs> oh, well, I'll talk, to you, I'll talk to you next week. <laughs> All right, sweetheart, thank you. Okay. Right, so we're going to go ahead and bring area code 702 on, by honey, um, which is Jimmy. And then we're going to jump back up and see if Michael has figured out how to get on because his line was muted. So 702, you are on the air. No, I just I just took myself out of the line if you didn't see it. I'm not home yet. Oh, okay. So I will we'll bring you, you and watch for you. Okay. I do. <laughs> All right, thanks, then. All okay. right, let's go ahead and mute Jimmy. We will bring him back on when he's back from picking up his child. Let's go ahead and check with Michael. 713. Michael, are you there now, honey? I'm 731. What did I say? 713. You know I'm dyslexic with numbers. You guys should just, like, know what I'm thinking and not what I'm saying. I'm here. Have I not well-trained you yet? <laughs> I love you, Michael. Hello. Welcome to the show, sweetheart. Hey, I love you, too. To hear from you. Well, I'm happy to be here. Very much so. Yes. I have poems. You want to hear my first poem? What did you bring in? Please. This is called Appearances of Michael Todd. Sidewalk City 
view yields mortar and brick. Overhead view shows most to be green. Which optical is real and which is a trick? Both, no doubt, appear real at the scene. Simple. That was too short. Well, I write a lot of short you... stuff. <laughs> so, is the other one that short? I don't know. I've got a whole bunch of them. I'm just pulling off old stuff right now. Cutting them off. Here, I'll do something a little that, longer. That one, okay? was like, that one was like a pat on the bottom. Yeah, now, that was the foreplay. Now, let's get to the poem. Okay. All right, here's one from uh, 2008. It's called The Fireman. The Fireman by Michael Todd. Dawn's early light said goodbye tonight. The engineer checked his route. Departing golden, train now in motion, as the whistle gave a shout. The fireman, Dan, hours before, began to fill the furnace with cold that this train would streak, not perform meek, making time his goal. Dan Shea was a lifer, settled young here, his lot to ride the rails by day. The only job he had ever known was with the Canadian National Railway. For 20-some years, this man without fear fueled this great iron beast, amassing miles all the while going first west and returning east. This day was special as he brought his grandson to show him the lay of the land. Young Jim stood in awe at the plains he saw. This was not the life he planned. Jim had taken fancy to big ships and steamers. The waters were his desire. He longed to set forth, see great whales of the north. With this he did aspire. Making their way through British Columbia, a place called Kicking Horse Path, Dan showed Jim's sights as well, wildlife, the engine about to unveil her wrath. Dan handed the boy of 16 his shovel and said, son, we have to keep her full. Jim didn't blink as that shovel he sank, gathering a full scoop of black gold. By the time they'd reached Banff, Jim had his stroke down as if he'd done this for years. Dan spelled him in due time, said, son, you're doing just fine, it appears. This was like a vacation for the boy to play fireman. Dan hoped it would be as such. Dan liked what he saw, the boy shovel and draw, rarely too little, you can't get too much. But steam locomotives being what they are, fickle even on the very best day, with the oven at peak, door latch had gone weak, and without warning gave way. Metal door flew open with fury and force, hitting the shovel tightly gripped by Dan Jim. The force of the blow knocked the fireman to the floor. He never knew what hit him. The engineer saw it all, plain as day, and rushed to the side of his lifelong friend. He said, hold on, Dan. Smiles are span, but we'll get you to help as fast as we can. Dan, barely conscious, whispered to Jim's son, I hate to ask this of you now. I've never missed a day, and I won't today. You can make Calgary, I'll allow. Conductor called a halt. 
train came to a stop. Passenger car had a real bed. Once Dan was secured, conductor said, All aboard! Train lurched forward and straight ahead. The engineer had called for volunteers to stoke the fire that made up the steam. Jim said, We'll have none of that. That's for me. None of this regime. Calgary might well have been a million miles to the west as far as distance. Jim told it would be hours before the depot was in sight and labored furiously without grievance. Maybe Jim took too much on himself. He thought about that more than once on the journey. But he'd gather his thoughts, take short breaks, and think better left up to me. The boy began to trip, now a man. His thoughts and prayers were with his grandfather. He performed as a champion, none better than him, paused only for occasional water. What the boy's seen here in 1917 could discourage a young man for life. What started his fancy just to ride on the rails had brought a measurable stride. With every bolt and rivet on that old locomotive distraught to the point of collapse, the engineer said no more to the cold was in store. I'm seeing the tower collapse. Steam whistle blew, sounding the call. Help had been wired waiting on the planks. As the train screeched to a halt, the engineer said, Young Jim, I'm owing you my thanks. Jim had not thought about the engineers anything more than just a railroad man, but it dawned on him this might as well have been Dan's best friend. Why is he indebted to Jim? Now, Calgary, Alberta was a town like no other, the best facilities money could buy. Medical staff, second to no other, went to work on Dan to repair. All had gone awry. Jim sat in the hall and waited patiently. Though he fought, sleep overtook his worn frame. He sat up startled when his name was called and looked to see Dan, not crippled or lame. Dan said, son, you know, you made me proud. This day will live on forever in dreams. You'll learn to take things more at face value. They're not always what they seem. On a springtime morning, engine 642 of the Canadian National Railroad pulls away. Steam pressure is steady and short miles will be full at the behest of Fireman Shea. This man knows it's cold. He's a lifer, you know. His only goal is stoke and ride the rail. If you've ever had the chance to ride with him, he's many a wonderful story to tell. He'll show you the lay of the land. He'll tell you its history. It's though he was there, but there's just one place on the grave, not a words to be said, a story he'd rather not share. Why there's a tear in his eye, no need to tell why. All know the tale of the track of the day young Jim left Goldman. Grandfather Dan, I was only Jim. It made it back. Antoine. Wow. That was incredible, Michael. That had me like sitting on the edge of my seat the entire time. Good. It was it was like a it was like a it was like hearing a, a Polaroid Polaroid picture speak. Does that make sense? Sure. I love that about the way that you write. Thank you. 
You're welcome. Did you hear all the prompts at the beginning of the show? No, because I'm at work and I, I'm just in and out at the beginning. Why? Do you want to give them fun ones in there that you might like? Yeah, I will at the end I'll of the show, but I will copy and paste them into your, and copy and paste them into your. I'll send you a message with them too if you want. I think there's some in there you might like. I'll go back to the beginning and listen to each. Okay. I always listen to the beginning shows too. What? Oh, if anybody wants to find me, you can come find me at (laughs) MichaelTodd.blogspot.com. I forgot that. No, that's great. So I, I don't know why I opened up to remind you. You know, you you know the drill. You've been here long enough. A long, long time, yeah. I know. I'm a lifer, like the guy in the poem. I know. I was just talking right. about that earlier today. There's people who've been calling into the show since, I mean, for the last 16 years. You know, people who I've been reading their work before I even started this show, you know, and they're still here. That's pretty amazing. Very cool. All right, sweetheart, thank you. Thank you so much. You're missed when you don't call in. I worry about you. I'm very happy when I see you on the line. Okie pokey. <laughs> All right, sweetie. We'll talk to you next week, honey. See you Thursday. Bye. Bye. All right. Let's go ahead and grab Jimmy. Get him back on the air. 702, are you with me? Jimmy Ray Davis, Word Machinist, Statue Service, Nyla. I'm here. I'm ready to go. I got a tough lineup to follow. We had the amazing Pineapple 16. And then Cielo came back. I told you. Isn't she wonderful? And then. She's incredible. Jessica. Jessica's always just an absolute delight. And my buddy, Michael Todd. I mean, so I'm like, as a listener, I'm already kind of in heaven here. I'm kind of like, okay, cool. Should I just, maybe I just listen to the rest of the show. But I figured, well, no, Nyla's going to bring me on, so I better, I better read something. Um, so what's new, Nyla? Everything's good with you? Everything's good with me, yeah. Everything's awesome. I'm excited about what you're going to read tonight. Well, you know, not everybody we talk, I talked a little bit with uh, in the chat room with Martha Bear there and, and you know so and I and I forget sometimes that it's uh, not as easy for some of the newer readers of anybody really to catch all the older things they've done. But we know Abattoir is kind of a centerpiece um for where a lot of characters and a lot of ideas and things splintered out of uh, way back to the MySpace days of course. And um so you know you know the story, obviously. You have the track, and um, so you're aware of what happened at the abattoir. But mm-hmm. to give a very brief recap for those that don't, rather than find the poem, it is posted out there, but rather than find it, uh, the abattoir is a slaughterhouse. It's a French word for slaughterhouse, and uh, it's a freaking awesome word. I love abattoir. <laughs> it's such a great word. You see, we, you know, we, now that you can feel me here, we both get excited about words. You know, other people get excited about other things. We go to strip clubs. I like words. And um, so Lenore was the daughter of a foreman at the, at the abattoir, and she would come see her dad. And one day she came there, and she was led down to the basement by old Bill, and she had a very nasty fate that resulted in her death. 
and uh, I never revealed it before because I don't think I ever knew it before, but uh, it seems there's another character that we need to introduce, and I'm going to do that with the first piece here, and this piece is quite simply called Not Lenore. Turn my fan down here. Okay. With near-blind eyes and a half-full bottle, I hit the throttle. While the trees raced by like I was standing still, Eldon Hill behind the gas and go was lit up with fireflies and the promise of crumbling matchstick dreams. Saw her on the Ashburg side, filming for a ride, golden waterfall hair, seemingly not a care in the world. We shared the drive in silence, but for a few chewings of the proverbial fat. She said she was from Red Hill, I pulled over in a hurry. Wait just a damn minute. Red Hill was built on the remains of Temple Hollow, one of the most haunted towns ever. I knew the lore. She looked into my eyes as I asked, Lenore? Shaking her head as a tear built misty. She was my sister. And Paul. So he thought he was giving a ride to the ghost. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And that's and because the thing is, okay, so this is, we. It's obviously, obviously I revealed with this poem. And I did it purposely, I ended it kind of abrupt, not a lot, no, not her name yet, because I'm leading into the next poem, which I will read next. Um, but just to give you a little background that Lenore's sister, is two years younger than her. They're not twins, but they look very much alike, as sometimes siblings will that are even a couple, two, three years apart. So this protagonist, giving the ride to the hitchhiker, knows all the lore, and he's going, wait a minute. He knows that Red Hill was, uh, which ironically, uh, I, I set Campbell Hollow is a fictional town that I created, and I always had the idea that it was in Pennsylvania. It just seemed like a good state for a slaughterhouse good creepy stuff upstate <laughs> Pennsylvania and uh, I don't know right I mean people from Pennsylvania go yeah really jerk no, I don't know I've been, I'm in Nevada <laughs> California Washington I've never been outside the four western states I don't know I write and I read and I and I take pictures so anyway um, so I, I did a little research and found out that there is a town called Red Hill small smaller town 2,000 people or so uh, in Pennsylvania that does have a very large uh, slaughterhouse with somewhat storied history. And I thought, wow, I could have, I mean, I, I couldn't have created something better than that. So I kind of did a little, once again, with the poetic license, we have a real town that was built on the remains of a not real town. So I thought that would be kind of interesting and fun. Uh, so the next mm-hmm. piece is uh, not necessarily a continuation, but we will find out more about Lenora's sister. And again, all these characters, I'm working like crazy. We're getting characters. We're getting characters like Cigar Stand from the Wildwood Motel, characters like the Hobo <laughs> Poet, carried his, his charcoal pen and his parchment pages on the, on the railroads of America and wrote poems. Uh, even characters like that are getting involved in the lore. They, they have all crossed paths and intersected at some point, and I'm working that out. So that, that's going to be a lot of fun. So this piece is called Lorelei. I was 10 when my sister was murdered. Daddy was in shock, couldn't talk. I was shipped off to grandma's house 
no time to grieve oh but I did and my revenge formed slow details sketchy at best but I was blessed to learn truth and where my fire burned he was a crazy old fuck now out of luck for I would come for him for her my sister after grandma died I went to live with Uncle Mike I liked it okay for he was nice in his apartment behind the bar had a color TV and I watched all day sometimes listening to sad stories through the wall and the lady who sang my name is Lorelei my sister was Lenore I will kill that motherfucker make him crawl on the floor searching every town and hole my sister's soul my will better run you wretched whelp I'm coming for you old Bill and boom wow makes me wonder how old she is now well obviously some yeah, how long how long past, it took so. her to build up that yeah yeah, so it, that it made sense to me. That was a great introduction to, to her. Thanks. I, it, it made sense to me that as Lenore's sister, she would well, – obviously, you look for somebody to blame, and, and even old Bill himself somewhat blames himself, but he's also kind of shied away from the blame a little too, um, rather enigmatically, as I've worked out in a few other pieces. Uh, but did, And I'm sure you caught the other characters in the poem. When you talked about Uncle Mike, and is that what you're talking about, Uncle, Uncle Mike? Mike? You know, yeah, yeah, you know who Uncle Mike is. I know you do. Don't disappoint me, neither. <laughs> okay, who's Uncle, Uncle Mike? Mike worked at the bar. Mike, the bartender at Cozy Dan's, and the lady who sang was Sideshow Sheila. So we've already threaded the needle here a little bit. We already have an intersection of these characters, and it might be very brief. I don't know how long. Well, I guess we'll find out, you know, in later poems as, as I write them. But um, but I know that you you are caught up a little bit in the lore, too, and that you like that sort of thing, so I thought you got a kick out of that. And um, like I said, it's just an, inter- an ongoing interweaving of the characters. Uh, it would be really cool if I if I can do it fully and get it really fleshed out because it's pretty random right now and I got to work some things out uh, and maybe even a Pulp Fiction style where it's not even timeline savvy but um, down the line a book of uh, literally you know just the way you need to do this the history of the characters what's that how's that you know the way you need to do this right you need to put a paper on the wall and make little papers. Or, you know, even give a little drawing for each character's face. And as you write them, put them on the board and make it like, you know, when they do those those crime scene, this poem's connected to that poem in this timeline mm-hmm. and it goes over there and these go over there and these, you know, like those, you know, the, the crime scene bulletin board things they do in police stations. Yeah. Things, detectives. Already, uh, already uh, one step ahead of you, but 
but I haven't actually got a paper on the wall, but that's what I'm, that's what I've already started just with regular size paper though, just to kind of sketch it out. Um, but I can't get fully into it until I recover. Well, I've already recovered the poems, but I have to go over those 800 poems from the MySpace days, 800 some odd poems, which have a lot of intersection in there as well. Plus there will be new ones written. There's some intersections that haven't happened yet. Um, so I, it's, and you said it before during the show, it's about having fun. And for me, that's fun. Uh, the funnest part for me is writing a poem and not knowing how it's going to end uh, until I end it. It literally unfolds as I write it. So I'm already in, kind of entertaining myself as I'm creating it, and then the edits come, and then you start putting it together to where you're going to make it hopefully something that people that hear it or read it will really do as well. And uh, one last thought. I wanted to comment on what you said earlier about short poems. Yes, I write longer poems. I'm just like you said you were before. I literally, it's literary elephantiasis. I keep going with the pen, new ideas, new directions. Oh, let's go, let's go, let's go. And sometimes it works out really good. Sometimes it's a little too much. Short poems are, I for me, I find much harder to write. Much harder to condense those ideas into such, so few words. And I've done, I've experimented recently with placebo and periwinkle and some poems like that. But uh, it is, it's a challenge and got to keep challenging ourselves. So now the word machinist, you can find me on um, Instagram, Poetizer, TikTok, at, as word machinist. Get in, there I am, the one and only. On Facebook, my author page is Kimmy Ray Davis Poetry. Come by, check it out. For those that know me, and you can ask Myla, I'm a huge supporter of other poets, like Michael Todd, like a lot of other poets from that era. We have a history, and, and you yourself, now, we have a history of helping and promoting other poets, and like, come on over, and you'll see what I mean. And, and it's all about posting, sharing, and getting those people's works out there. Uh, bringing Cielo here was, was, a, was a step in that direction, and Rich, our boat captain. So... Uh, that's it. Nyla, you have a wonderful rest of the show. I will listen for a little longer until I have to start work on the next video. And thank you, as always, for having me on. You are so welcome, Jimmy, and I cannot wait to see the way these stories flesh out. Notice I said flesh well, out. That's kind first. of a... <laughs> well, that's, the, that's the word machine. Flesh out. we got to dark, darken it up. Absolutely, Nyla, you'll be the first to know. <laughs> All right, sweetheart. Great job tonight. Thank you so much. All right. You got it. You have a good night. I love you, and we'll talk to you next time. I love you, too. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 419. 419, you are on the air. Nyla, Nyla, Nyla. Hey, sweetie. How are you? How's my Thursday, my every Thursday night affair? How you doing, lady? (laughs) <laughs> I'm doing absolutely wonderful. It's good to hear from you, hon. Did I ever tell you the saddest story ever told? I think so. The universe, a motherless child. That's it. Saddest story ever told. That was that was the whole the whole story. Absolutely. I was challenged one time. Story. I believe I was I was challenged one time. I believe on um, Clubhouse to write the shortest poem that I could that I could possibly write, and that was it. 
the universe, a motherless child. Yeah, I had a friend ask me that same question one time. He asked how how many words how many words has to be in a poem for it to be considered a poem? You know, could a poem be one word? And I told him, I said, I can better that. I can write a poem with one letter. And he said, How? <laughs> so I stood up and I looked at him and I said, The title of this poem is Narcissist. I Ah It has a title. Poem with one letter. <laughs> It has a title and it has content that's appropriate to the title. Why not? I, that's awesome. Oh Nyla, that is that is good thinking. That is that is good thinking right there. Are you going to read two for us, my dear? Um, you let me know after this one. Um, because this okay. one's three part. It's like five hundred and thirty-five words. I don't know. We'll see after this. I got another one lined up at this time. This is a three-part poem called Ghosts, The History of a Haunting. Part one, the voice in the vent. I sat one eve with my ear to the vent in my dark abode where I have been blanketed with a ghostly cold. No matter how many logs I threw upon the fire, the heat from the flame did not exist as every breath I saw dispersed from my lips faded away into the midnight air. There was an eerie feel upon my skin as if invisible fingers ran lightly down my neck and arms. I was so frightened here but could not move. Discomfort and curiosity had me stuck in situations that I knew I should not test, but indeed I did progress further forward in the current eeriness brought spells of unclean fields within me. A voice spoke out, followed by an unexplainable laughter of a child's tone that became a snarled growl. What beast was this that wickedness was I among? What evil lurked unseen but heard? I could not quite tingles beneath my skin, and as if someone was breathing rapidly, <sighs> On my neck set the pulse of discomfort a turning in my stomach. I could not move, paralyzed from fear. My mind was stuck, too, without ideas or plans of what could I possibly do to escape what was surely to come next. As a voice in the vent in the wall beside me became even louder as the sounds of wicked laughter followed by a twisted chant. You will join this night. The voices here that linger from the lost and dead. It was from this point I felt a tight choking as invisible fingers squeezed slowly with invisible force, incredible force around my neck. My body crumbled following my final breaths. I wouldn't say this place I am is a peaceful rest, but on the contrary, I'm in a place of dark despair. An eternal sadness is a restless ghost with nowhere to be and nothing more to do but be here to haunt the memories of those of you who knew. Part two. Him. I placed the taste of my lips to hers as I stole a kiss on a whim to her surprise, a look of shock. So to speak. 
spark of a million arms of electricity shooting throughout her eyes. She knew not whom I was, but only knew that I was him. Him she would never forget. Yet I am him. She cannot and never will be able to optically or physically see me. I am him whom she would never know. I am him whom would forever leave an imprint in her mind and a memory in her life with a painful void in her heart. And for me, I disappeared like a mist in the night, never to be felt again. How does time, life, and mortality connect us after death in a whole lifetime? Part three, tragically her. She reached her fingers out to brush me as I passed, but her ghostly hand could not touch me. Like she had a while alive in the past, I'd pity her for what sadness cannot possess. What you wish you had when it is just there in your very grasp. That's that piece. Wow. That was intense. Thanks. That was incredible. I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, that, was that, you funny, was that when, a fun one to write? I don't know. It gave me some sad emotions in, in some of the storytelling. Because when I'm writing characters or I'm writing about characters I make up, I put real emotion with them. So I, when, when writing the characters, I kind of, kind of feel what they're feeling just so I can make it more real. So I was kind of sad writing some of them. So. Mm-hmm. I could so tell I that. wouldn't say it was fun, I but was I would fantastic. say it was interesting. Interesting. I guess maybe fun isn't the correct word. Fun. I don't know. Writing sad stuff. It was an experience. Fun. It but was an experience. The whole, the whole process of it. Yeah, because that isn't normal for you, that format, doing that. that <laughs> was, I mean, that was really good. I liked it. Thank you. And then I have one that's five lines, and it's called My Tombstone. Okay. The story of my past lies on the beaches of memory, washed up as carcasses of words, once ancient poetry. Face. <laughs> Bravo. <laughs> Rebel, that Thank was you. awesome. You did a great job tonight. Thank you. Thank you. I am Rebel Jones. You can find me here every Thursday night on Nyla's at the Speakeasy Cafe because I'm a secret crush. Well, it's not a secret no more, huh? And you can catch me in most of my material on YouTube. uh, On YouTube, uh, Poetry by Rebel Jones, Madman Productions. I do a lot of work with Clarence Ferguson, Jr., uh, C-34 Music, so you'll find me on SoundCloud, MixCloud, and wherever else he puts our music. Very cool. All right, sweetheart, I cannot wait to see what you bring next week. You did a fantastic job tonight. Thank you. Oh, thank you. You have a wonderful night. I'll stick around and listen. Okay, I'll put you on hold. Thanks, sweetheart. All right, peace. <laughs> Uh, our next caller comes from area code 573. 573, Mr. Spittle, you are on the air. Yeah, wait, man. I'm going to take a dab. Man, I haven't heard Rebel Jones in a minute. Hey, everybody. <laughs> I'm going to say that. Hello, Nyla, my love. How are you? <laughs> you know, the I'm first doing time wonderful, Sin. How are you? 
Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, I uh, can hear you. The first time I ever wrote Wolf Hours. Okay. Uh, hold on. Yeah, let me fix this. Hold on. Hold on. I had some Bluetooth. All right. So the first time I was ever on Wolf Hours, right, I was on hold for like three hours. This when I first started. Like, I didn't hit one, I guess. And, you know, I got a hold of uh, Angela Suntoucher and told her, and, you know, I'd given up by then. Now I'm smoking a bowl, and I just start lighting the bowl, and they call me on air. I'm like, God damn it, I'm not just lighting the bowl. You guys didn't have me on air for two hours. I'm done. Oh, <laughs> 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 Anyway. <laughs> um, so today is uh, the one-year anniversary of my voodoo queen's passing. And I was going to do some shit, and I'm like, no, no. Um, time makes everything easier. Really. I'm not right, but I'm okay. And it's it's like this, you know, while while it's there, and it's like, oh shit, I gotta do something else. Um, while such, you know, pay respect, pay homage. Um, and I promised that I would put the, the link to the thing in the chat room, and then I just locked it up. So. Um, now, another thing is, is now people are starting to realize that I actually write really good shit. Isn't that funny? Um, I've been doing, um, like giving people links to my stuff and instead of, uh, just hearing it so they can read it and people are starting to understand what I've been saying. Link is up. Um, so... Tonight, we're going to do Cathedral Glass. Now, to get to the trauma of losing her, um, I wrote four pieces. This is, I believe, the first one. And come the third one, I knew that there was no more um, I believe it to be. So this is Cathedral Glass. Blue and cold, lifeless, I have found you. Wretched through the day, you went away. I'm not okay. As I sit through pieces, shattered aorta like broken glass, distraught mania. We were supposed to elevate the spike, lift full the sands or hourglass left. But tragedy took you sooner than that. Mercy died that day, cracked everywhere. Question reason. Splinters of glass fell from your cathedral. Walls shook with my vigor and pain. I can't trust my thoughts at all today. Reflecting the plethora of chaos and sibling. Trace fully the spots you last laid. Walk a circle of regret and shame. Still, you took me back the night before. Love reblossoming. Connection unites. Trusting you. Engaging your bounty for a lifetime I could stay. Decades together. Yet I thirst you like new. Showered me in reconciliation. Budding tides. Alas, when I woke you, I found you breathless. Devastated I. Tried to reassemble the pieces. Mouth my intent, but I was too late. Ten pinnacles of seeping death broke down amongst the shards painfully. I lost more than a partner. I lost my heart. Jagged little pieces of despair I now sit, bleeding from my digits, sprawling names. I'm lost without you over. I shall not live again. The Margaret breathing. Oh, that was heartbreaking. Uh, <laughs> you know, but I can see this. You know, I can. Um, poetry camp you know, just really saved me. It helped me get through 
what I needed to get through and continues to do every day, you know, just um I'm found stereo. And uh you know, but uh no one I well um, I but you know the moon I never met in my life, uh loved like my wife the, the same as it was. But um you know, so uh my greatest muse of all time. Now the second one that we're gonna read tonight is is uh pieces I actually had a hard time I sat on it forever. Um this is for her um celebration of life. I'm like, what the fuck am I gonna do? What am I gonna write? Well then like I sat down with my notebook and I realized I'd already written some of this. Um Clubhouse was good for that, um, for me. Um there was two prompts in continuous days. One of them was she left a little head in mind, and the other was um, and mainly the same aspect I have is holding one's light up, you know, living a legacy. So I put the two together, and this is slice of heaven. In the darkest hollows of a forgotten forest realm, I sit in agony timbers, lost at how this call played. But light shines and shadows illuminating glory remains. She left some heaven behind. I'm getting to the presence each day. Family bonds. Saw a smile from Aiden on a special day. It licked my soul, flourishing the empty with a greater purpose today. We ache in the loss, embracing as a family laugh and play. She left some heaven behind, and that relish is the truth. Forever bound. Aiden, myself, and Memoriam, our daughter, is to, you know those matching tattoos you had planned? Well, almost matching. Special shake sees angels kiss. You left it too sudden, but a slice of heaven remains. Angels' wings. A joining of lives to celebrate one's tragic passing. Not great. Reflections will come from mouths gifted to know you. And the preservation of a legacy, we join to hold up your light. Leverage sounds in the years we were unified and blessed. Life celebration. Your spirit is amongst us, our Holy Father by your side, missing your smile on those long and lonely nights. Your eyes, portals of passion, you were the matriarch, my voodoo queen. Remiss in mourning and preservation of a legacy, reignite wholehearted. Like the universe's big bang, our love shone so bright. Living these moments with you on my mind daily, outside my reality, escape my body, loses grief. But I rejoice in the bounty you get that's so grand, once in a lifetime. Gave this heart reason to beat again, warm coals. Held my hand when I was rot in the binds. Remember the plethora of your divine loving ways. Twenty years together, a lifetime quickly gone away. Magical moments. I stand in the shadows of a waning light. Yes, and end. You broke through my barriers, weak my defense. Took me out high, and there's no love that matched. Torrid emotional bliss was found in your subtle kiss. No regrets. Now we're afflicted by the departure of such love. Our core is devastated. Let the day be all right. Let lighted these heavenly paths upon us open. He left more than just a little heaven behind. Catching moments of them, I see you again. Farewell, precious, forever. You're adorned within. About your dream.
That was absolutely beautiful. You read that for her celebration of life? Yes. I've it's written for and I have only read it maybe four times. You're lucky books. to have had that. Most people never, ever find that in their lives. And, you know, I can tell what you guys shared by the content of both of these poems. I'm glad you were loved like that. Yeah, um, um, I am too. There is myriads of um, infusions and life and, and love, and um, we take what we can. We, you know, we preserve the legacy, the good. We put out the bad, and we do what we do, and we go on. And I'm going on, you know, and, and I now have a new life. And um, I mean, like the renewed life, should I say? And um, art's where it's at. Art family. Here I come. Uh, anyway, it's Spittle, S P I T A L. Y'all do it when you talk. You know, WordPress, Facebook, Instagram. Watch TikTok. I'm getting ready to explode the face, I clear. But TikTok's about to explode with a lot of my shorter pieces. Nobody hears because I don't do this shit on air because I wait too long. So, you know, to, to drop 30 second pieces and fucking me out. So, But TikTok's a place for that. So, we're going to do that. Love you, Nyla. Love you too, sweetheart. Thank you so much for sharing this with us. I, I couldn't think of anywhere else. Thanks, Jen. Bye. Bye bye. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 832. 832, you're on the air. Blue Blue, are you with me? Oh, man. No. <laughs> Not really. Get over here. Get over here. Maybe next week. <laughs> Maybe sometime next week. <laughs> then stop calling in. <laughs> you just come on to hey, bust in my know. chops. Yeah, just. It just, you know, the finger just kind of, kind of wanders over to the. Oh, uh, what, is, what is that? Oh, it's, it's not a, it's not a piece of dust. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Such a brat. What did you bring for us tonight, Soldier Blue? <laughs> uh, you know. I'm, I'm taking the this rings is... right now. <laughs> oh, okay, fine. Yeah, this is this is Soldier Blue. Um, this actually was, uh, I've been, uh, as I told you, I was, uh, I've been reading in a book called uh, Fresh Banana Leaves, and it's basically talking a lot about uh, what I, I remember, you know, as, as growing up when I was in Central America, and, and a lot of how I felt after uh, returning to the States. And I know it sounds kind of, I guess in in some ways, like, well, I don't know how it sounds, but I, I, but 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 to me, just looking at it from the inside, I didn't feel, I didn't feel any real happiness returning to the states. To be honest, I was much, I felt much more myself when I was down there in, in the jungle. That that kind of was a nice place to be, just to walk around in the trees and all that. 
And this, uh, so, so, so reading that book and, and, and understanding, you know, a lot of what she's saying in terms of, you know, how she, because uh, she's a, a native uh, uh, indigenous woman who's got her doctorate degree and, you know, all kinds of letters after her name. Uh, and her, her, her people are from, El, uh, are from her father's from El Salvador and her mother was from uh, uh, Oaxaca, uh, Mexico. And she's talking about displacement. She's talking about, you know, how a lot of times in her, her own field of academia, you know, how she feels like she doesn't measure up to what, what she wanted to do with, you know, what, what she was trying to do in the uh, field. Um, so this, uh, and I've written some pieces like that myself, obviously. I mean, you know, because I mean, a, lot, a lot of times I feel the same way. But this one is kind of like a point of clarity in terms of, uh, I guess you could say a more coherent um, look at that. So this one, this is called Alien. I am the alien in your topographic map. I am the color that refuses to be identified, and yet I belong here. Blood, bones, spirit, and all, this ragged graft of earth recognizes me the way you never will. As an ancient dream, I am the alien song you cannot understand. The rhythm you consistently remain unfamiliar with. I have no place in your workspaces. I hold no weight in your conversations. The last time you thought of me was when you used our alien-sounding languages, not dialects, languages, in your world war. You look upon me with prejudice and misapprehension because I won't give away my roots. I refuse to give away my identity. You don't even understand what I'm talking about when I speak my thoughts in your language. Never mind if I go trilingual on you. And yet, I am here. I may be an alien to you, but I am not a memory. I am alive. I am the bone in your throat. I'm the spice you cannot swallow. I'm the stick in your eyes. You have removed yourself from what it really means to be visionary. I am the alien fly from the lake you made into a soup. And yet, I am more necessary to the landscapes of survival, the animals and environs, than you will ever be. You ignore my gravesites. You don't even take the time to ask if the name they have stamped officially, federally, on my people is correct. Nah. You just work off of federal recognition, or maybe I should just call it what it is, federal disintegration. Your couched in comfortable world with words of production is as temporary as the mindset that got you there. Now trending. Oh, 
Yeah. Federal misinformation, federal designation. Concrete, asphalt, rebar, and steel, you have smoothed over the contours of our landscape. But as the alien, I see underneath. I raise the geography to glisten as it did before. I cast back for the stories of origin of our constellations of our stars, Migage, and reinstall the familiarity as we knew them for centuries uncounted, well, uncounted by your standards. And yet I am the alien. I am a refugee in my own homelands, though I will not be parted from it. Though you may try, I am Red Earth. My blood paints this land. You assisted in this endeavor of obscenity. My ancestors cry through my eyes every day. I wake and rise to lay prayers and smoke at their feet. Schwarze. For their sacrifice by wanton slaughter made to be theirs. With fingertips do they press storied words against my skin. I shall not stop until all the stories have been told. Word for word, bone by bone, bead by storied bead of glass stone and sand I blacken myself I ready myself for whatever is handed to me hardship, predation or war I am the alien I am the the wretch who refuses to go away I am the savage that refuses to be a memory I am the rogue black as the deeds you name as sin I am the outlaw that just won't die. I am the ghost you cannot exorcise. I am the beggar dressed in ragged, burnt suede leather, carrying my bundles where I go. Wabakte, wadashton. I am the prairie shadow. Koi. Bring in the night of deeds most foul. Dedake. I am one of the ghost road born. Gaki. I follow the crow for meat and messages. I am an alien to you. I am Red Earth. Donkey Ujungi Ubekni. And peace. They don't even understand it when you speak it in their own language. That was amazing. <laughs> yeah. I love that you. line. I mean, that says a lot. Yeah, they, it does. It really does. Yeah. It, you know, because it's the same language, but it's definitely not the same meaning. It just tells me they're not listening. They don't want to hear. No. Oh, no, they don't want to hear. 
They have no ears for mm-hmm. it. <laughs> oh, that painted a delightful picture. <laughs> well, I, I'll tell you where. I mean, in a lot of it, there, there was uh, uh, my dad when he when when we actually had moved over here when he was taking trips down to Guatemala and coming back. Uh, he would he brought me a, a drum, and it had a you know had a had a beer that went with it, and I would take that drum out onto the driveway. <sighs> And beat that drum so hard to hear the echo, praying that someone would hear me. But I was still there, and I knew I didn't belong there. So that's that's kind of the you know that's the sense of that feeling. I guess you could say the seed of that feeling for you know what I just what I just read. Yeah. The vulnerability in your work, the depths that you will dig to, to tell a story, you know, the, the sacrifices you make in the weaving of it all is uh, a very expensive price you pay for your art. It absolutely brings out an emotional intensity in your message that I don't think anybody can ignore. Uh, I appreciate that, Miss Nyla. I do. I I know it's. I'm not. I know I'm not everybody's cup of tea, but you know I I have to go with what I know, and I I firmly believe. You know, and one of the things, one of the notebooks I had, I wrote something in it as far as like you know, because I get these these thoughts that basically come on across as like mission statements, I guess. And this one in particular was one that I've carried with me for a long time. I will defend my art with the art of no compromise. As well you should. Because I will not give in. Hey, Blue. Anyway, uh, yes, ma'am. Are you going to read two of them tonight? Oh, um, yeah, I, I could. I, I didn't, uh, I got, uh, yeah, and let me see. Uh, no, I just, uh, where, oh, I have to figure out which note, notepad it's in. Uh, it won't take me but a second, though, because I know which one uh, to pull. Is it the... Digging it out here. There it is. Okay, let's see here. Uh, yeah, I've been like I said, I've just been you know sifting like that, and and I enjoy the you know the the I, it's it's kind of weird. I mean, I, I'm because I'm not masochistic, and and but I enjoy seeing those things to be able to. I guess you could say um, just to see what form of clarity they they take and what and what is actually you know is something that I that I that I have said you know what I'm saying because I mean I don't I don't always know what I'm saying in terms of you know where where exactly it's coming from 
I just do my best to to mark it and then come back to it and look and uh and and see what it is. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. This one here, uh, shadows mark the fire pits. To uh, let me see, where? Wait a minute. Okay, wait. I'm sorry. Let me back that up a minute. I came at it from the wrong side. Okay. All right. Here we are. Here we are. Here we are. Uh, I I don't know if I've read this one or not, but that it's a, it's one that I that really caught my eye when I was writing it in terms of really enjoying the, the way that it went. Free form association, bone mix in a river, bone with life within the minds of those who died, red earth, flesh and spirit given to premeditation, silence burning in several houses. Pearled sticks, inset, skirling melodies, soar flames of song and yes, jest made to lay them straight. Ebony wood, bonfires wrought with silver stained with soot. The price shall be paid for the message. Gotha. Better to use blackbirds. Sedentary movements, slow waters, the steady drip of a sunrise brightening the four directions, crossed paths, brushed gravel, lives at right angles, better to have waded through the river and reached the solitude of the other side than to be stuck between sandbar and tidal pool. Marrow mixed with clay, river grass, braided hair, clamshells, foam and sacred smoke, shorta, potratok. Bird song, feather flute, hollow bones, feathered fronds of rhythmic migrations, the echoes of lifeblood, blood of survival. There are flames and sudden fire, boy. Rolling thunder pockmarked by hailstones, fond bassi. Painted faces that gleam in the shadows before they fade. Insek gedak into the darkness, flint and steel splinter sparks. Firefly dreamers light up the night sky with effortless motion. Wadakonko. Geta Iga Kuku Petronska. Streaked with color schemes of twilight, the white crane came calling. White water, black pools, stillness speaking in words built into driftwood brambles. Nidonkak. Mud flats, the oil of early morning lights. A warming, a warning from the morning star. Watch it, Olga. Leaves fly, flies buzz to the hum of the high winds pressed down from the midday sun shafted rays. A boon or a curse. Non chise. 
The crackling crunch of bones and leaves, membrane wings shine in the litter. It is the time it will take to make things glitter again with renewed vigor. The green of being without flesh. Smoke, breath, mist, the twining trail of myth that leads us as human beings of red earth to understand more than just ourselves. Sand and silt ash and drain they drain the aged the weary ones the ones able to withstand pain with prayer Wigi, an orison of origin wamomshithi ancestors procreationist the visionaries of who we were burnt cider iron ashes death knell tastes of vinegar Sour mash, sweet wine, honeyed grapes, a twist, a thirst for water. The drought of knowledge comes with a peace, with a price. With what sacrifices of self are you willing to pay? Your self-worth? Without counting some. How many scars can you feel on your heart? Are any of them healed? Time has no magic. It is no healer. It is only distance, equidistance, etroja, in equal measures of what has happened. Shadows mark the fire pits two miles distant, one beat of breath. First Buffalo Trail, fifth camp, eight miles northward, one bead of a song. Ninth Buffalo Trail, ninth camp, Basel, Chidoga Migake, Buffalo Star, Lands End, Zenith Edge, Montjungle. We shall raise ourselves up where they say we should have drowned in the desires others hold dear, that we be a memory. We have centuries of practice. We re-educate. We adapt. We observe. Oh, truth in stories, sinew, beads, stone, wood. We shall continue the struggle. We are the ghost road born, and we burn with the strength of hearth and home. Phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal. Culture Blue, you are amazing. <laughs> I appreciate you saying that. I'd been feeling a little, feeling like I've been flying a little low here lately. And I just, I keep kind of trying to see, you know, I mean, is there anything next? Have I done at all that needs to be done? I don't so are know. Are you on yet. a speakerphone? 
Huh? Are you on a speakerphone or a headset? Oh no, I'm on my. I'm just on my. Huh? I need you to hold your arms straight out to your side. I need you to hold your arms straight out to your side. Lift them up and hold them straight out. You ready? Are they out? Yep. There. Little wind to lift you up. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Love you, brother. Love you too, Miss Nyla. I really do appreciate being able to come on here and and speak my piece. It helps me a lot. Well, it helps the world a lot that you do. You know, I was talking earlier about people who have been here. I mean, you've been with us for over six. I've been a fan of yours before I started the show. I mean, I've known you for over 16 (laughs) years. You've been here since the very beginning. And um, I just appreciate you. I appreciate everything you do to teach the world the things they need to know. Thank you. Tell everyone how to I find you. I appreciate that. Thank you. I will. I will do that. Uh, Rafe, uh, Rafe Wild at Facebook.com and underneath in parentheses it says Soldier Blue. You can also find me on Reverb Nation. I have a, so, so, well, I have a round of selections over there that are recorded under the, the title of uh, Soldier Blue Blue. And then there's also the uh, free podcast that I'm working on as I can. It's called Red Earth One. And if you keep those words separated, it'll get you there quicker. And Google Podcast, iTunes, and it's uh, it's out there, so you can find it. And that's what I'm working on. Perfect. All right, you guys, make sure you go check that out, and we will see you next week, Soldier Blue. Uh, of course, I've got two more. I'm already finishing. <laughs> awesome. All right, sweetheart. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you, Miss Nyla. Good night, Soldier Blue. Good night. All right. Speaking of sister, oh, Gina. Gina? Nope, wrong one. All right, my board is messing up here. 850. Gina, you're next. Rich, are you there with me, my dear riverboat captain? Yes, ma'am. Are you? Uh, can you hear me okay? I can hear you. Welcome to the show. My board hiccup. Sorry about that, you guys. Gina, you're next, honey. Uh, no so problem. So how are you? How where you where are you with your boat tonight? I'm at home. I'm doing. I'm at oh, home. You're... I'm in my, yeah. I'm at home. I'm in my shop sitting. I have a kind of a little hangout man cave kind of thing in the corner of my shop and um <laughs> kick back in uh oh oh kick back in my recliner and just been listening to everybody read everyone read. I knew you were gonna have me follow Soldier Blue, you always do. <laughs> <laughs> you guys must have like that same call in figure. But I need to tell you, Rich, the next time I ask you where you are, I don't care I don't care if you're mm-hmm. like pushing the cart in Walmart, picking up green beans, you're supposed to lie to me and tell me that you are standing at the helm in the fog on the Mississippi River. <laughs> Always. 
Because that, that's, that's right. how I see you. I don't care if you're home in your man cave, because in your man cave is the helm and the entirety of the Mississippi River. That's where you always are. Yeah. <laughs> Fog at your back. Foghorn singing your name. Yeah. I'm done. Uh, I wanted to share something with you right quick. Uh, mm-hmm. Back to uh, what you and Fiello uh, were talking about. Uh, the when you spoke of the mansions and so forth, uh, mm-hmm. several years ago, this was probably 2017, uh, there's a spot on the Tennessee River in Savannah, Tennessee. There's this big mansion that's on the uh, riverbank. And it's this huge manicured property. It looks like something out of the, out of the movie. I mean, it just, it's so perfect. And uh, I was in a really bad place a few years ago. I was just, I hated my job. I hated my home life. I hated everything. And for whatever reason, uh, I tweeted a picture of that house that morning as I passed by. It was like 6.30 in the morning. And I tweeted a picture of that house, and I was like, yeah, we get it, dude. You won. Or some some real, really stupid thing to say, something like that. And almost immediately, some guy, and I wish I knew who it was, because it, it, it totally knocked me on, the, on my ass, quite frankly. This guy almost immediately replied, and he said, yeah, and that guy is standing there with his coffee watching you go by wanting to know what kind of adventures you're on, this, you're off to this morning. And it's Absolutely. like, it was, just this, it was just this bombshell thing, like somebody hit me in the head with a two-by-four and like, wake up, dude, it's all about perspective. And, you know, uh, I don't know, it just, that story came crashing back when you said something about mansions or, you know, the... Mm-hmm. Oh, that story getting crashing back. But anyway. Why do you think it is that I say when I picture you, you're always in the fog on the Mississippi River at the helm of your boat? <laughs> I mean, to me, I have such a huck fin. I didn't want to be, I couldn't, I couldn't have been, who is it? When, was it Wendy? No, Bet, Bet. What was Huck Finn's, that girl on Huck Finn? What was her name? I forget. But I didn't uh, want to be her. I wanted to be Huck Finn or Tom Sawyer, yeah. you know? Becky. Mm-hmm. Becky was her name. You know, I wanted yeah, to be Tom yeah, Sawyer yeah. Huck Finn. I wanted to be on that raft. I wanted to be the one who tricked kids into painting my fence for me so I could go play. I wanted to be the one down there digging yep. around in caves. You know, so I think about you out there on the river, and, you know, that's the coolest thing ever, you know? <laughs> well, being the captain of a boat, being, you know, sitting there running a boat around the Mississippi River. I'm sorry. You, you, are, yes, you are like my hero. So, you know, just remember that. All right. I appreciate it. Well, uh, uh, sleep was pretty elusive last night. And about 2 a.m., this little ditty came to me. And I actually actually recorded this today and posted it. And it's actually gone through a couple of edits. But anyway, um, uh, if you're ready, the first one, you know my stuff isn't long, but uh, the first one I want to share is called Ghosts of Winter. Insomniac Boone, 
twist your blade of frozen fire and pry this night wide open. Your cold stare holds my bones in joint custody with the ill wind that's blowing right through me. Left to consort with the ghosts of winter, we laugh hysterically as I tie my own dreams in knots. In peace. Wow. Tie the end of your own dreams in knots. And that was that was amazing, Rich. Again, because I'm, thank you. That was pretty much from memory again because I left my glasses over here. Okay, here we are. <laughs> but, uh, Anyways, I know that I, I, I remember the changes. I remember the high points. And uh, uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. This, this, uh, I'm actually reading off of Poetizer, so I'm just scrolling through them. Okay. Uh, here's one called, this is uh, the a couple of weeks ago. This is from this is called News of the Day. Minutes fall like rain as time cracks its whip on life's dry current. I drink and swear at the news of the day when the headlines hold no humanity. I hide in the words learned from those before me, dreams anchored in watercolor visions of an underwater moon where we all howl until we drown. In peace. Wow. That again was incredible. Do you want to read a third one? Because yours are, yes. (laughs) You did. Okay. Yes, I did. did. That gives you cool points. Okay. I want you to read another one because yours are Um, super short. Okay. Yeah, they are. Sorry. Uh, I I don't know. Um, Let's see. Imaginary friends. (laughs) This is kind of on the winter theme again, but this is called imaginary friends. Winter holds me in lowly perfection of the poet's song, a lyrical rain of old phrases where damp words and the tears of my eyes freeze in the air. Blood on my hands where where roses tore to the bone, the rage me in this hostile climate where the fire and rusted blades with fire and rusted blades, I'll keep plundering gems of wisdom from my imaginary friends. In peace. I love that. Every time I hear about imaginary friends, I think of, I don't know if you know the movie, but I think of the movie Drop Dead Fred. That's such a great show. Oh, yes. Imaginary friends. Yes. I, I, I love it. Uh, yes. Yeah, I, I, I saw Fantastic. Drop Dead Fred several times. Yep. <laughs> you did a fantastic uh, job on all three of those, honey. Thank you so much. Thank you, ma'am. Uh, I messaged you on Facebook. My poetry page wouldn't let me message you, so I had to uh, message you from my personal page. But I told you to message uh-huh. you. I made sure you know who I was. Uh, but I sent you my uh, I sent you my last Thursday night. I see. Oh, I see it. I see it. It was in the, you know, that place where they hide messages from people that have never messaged you before. Yep. It was hiding in there. Yep. Yep. So I got yep. it. What I thought. That's what I thought. Confirmed our friends' request, so now we're friends. I'm so happy. 
All right, sweetheart. I need you to do me a favor, by the way. I need you to send me your favorite poem that you've written. My favorite one. All right. Mm-hmm. I will do it. I will do it. And, uh, the, uh, pretty much all my social media, everything is the same. Uh, Dead Society Poet. Uh, I'm most active on Twitter, uh, pretty active on Insta. Uh, Facebook Poetizer. Uh, my website is deadsocietypoet.com. Uh, my fourth book, my fourth collection, Barnaffian Love Letters. Are you still there? We lost him. Oh, his call dropped. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and put Rich's uh, Facebook page in the chat room for you. that down in there so you'll have it and um, there we go not sure what happened his call got dropped all right let's go ahead and bring on our next caller which is miss gina gina you're on the air i'm here hey girl you scared me. You hear my name. <laughs> and usually I, I listen for the unmuted, and I didn't hear, I, like, I heard nothing. And I was like, is it me? <laughs> oh, it yeah. is you. Okay, so it's me. Um, I, I usually have a plan, and then sometimes I don't. And even when I have a plan, it doesn't always come to fruition. So I'm going to wing it. Um, I picked one of your prompts. Children made of thunder. I'm Isn't that a to, great one? Love yeah, that I'm one. I'm going to freestyle to that, and I'm going to read you a piece that I wrote um, in the last couple of days. But um, I've been writing every day. I've literally written a piece every day for Luna. I have the Gina Storm right now. Thanks. She don't care nothing about my life. She's the boss of me. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, this is the best like, conversation about in my I have ever knowing. had. <laughs> yeah, she don't care none about me. Oh, God, I feel your pain. I, I, look, I need her to know that she's my cat and I'm not her person. And oh, that, my daughter you got that. You know, See, that's I, your first mistake. That's look, in the absolutely first, in your the, first in, mistake right there. I've had, it, I've had it for two weeks. This, this two, two weeks I've had her. Last week, my daughter said, Mom, do you know every time I went to the store for you, I had like two things that were yours over the house. Everything else was for the cat. But you're not a cat, Mom. No, I'm not. Oh, my gosh, she's running under a nice, I'm sitting on a chair in the living room. I have these two chairs. They don't have arms. They have high backs and no arms. But I love these chairs, and I always have. So she's going under the chair, around one leg, then the other, and then under the chair, around and leg. Oh, no, oh, my God, now she's rolling the floor like a dog. And so, um, whew, this one. Um, <laughs> she's a lot. I, I, I'm, I'm happy, though. I really do enjoy her. She, she gives me pleasure. Well, next week, next week your, your free verse prompt is going to be Life with Luna. Life with Luna. I got you. So, okay, here we go. Um, uh, The Children Are Thunder is the title of my freestyle. The Children Are Thunder. They 
roll and rumble in the night sky when the moon is hidden by clouds and there's rain falling to the earth as though it's being poured from buckets. I always say it's raining cats, dogs, and little children. Those children are the thunder. That thunder is all I remember at the end of the storm, even when the lights went off and were no longer on. I would turn on my lanterns and light some candles, burn some incense and smoke some ganja, and be okay, I assure you. I'm not afraid. I'm not even going to go to the basement or get inside the tub because this could be a tornado because I live in Tornado Alley. But, no, nah, I know I'm good. I'm in the storm, and I embrace it. My oldest granddaughter, Juliana Denise, is going to be a doctor when she grows up. She said she was just simply Dr. Julie until she realized that was a bigger word, physician, that could be used for a doctor, and they had different specialties. She says, I want to be a physician. And not just a doctor, but also I want to work in a lab, preferably the CDC, so that I can cure diseases that plague my family. The first one she'd like to not cure but eradicate is lupus because of me. I can't even tell you how much I love her. You see, she doesn't just have my face, my hair texture, my eyes, shape, and size or complexion, Mm-mm. excuse me, reincarnated, I swear, my daughter had her own mother and named her Juliana. She and her siblings mean the world to me. I dubbed them the famous three. So all of them are actually children that were born from lightning. But when she's on a mic like she was this past Sunday on Epiphany Radio, we did the Inspiration Factory, she wrote her piece, and I freestyled my accompaniment. When we collab, we call it a fam bam. And she says, I'm Juliana, but my stage and pit name is Thunder and Lightning. When I collab with my Gigi, Gina Storm, it doesn't just make me feel all warm and fuzzy. It makes me understand and appreciate the fact that something that I'm doing has been done right because children often see what you do and listen to the words that they hear from you. But they will soon do what you do rather than listen to what you say. And the influence in their life, for me, right now, is poetry. So I'm thankful and grateful for the fact that even though I have three grads to date, the oldest one wants to be a poetess like me, and she calls herself Thunder and Lightning. And the other two are just as illuminating. They're bright fantastic and wonderful, and I love them all the same. And that she picked Thunder and Lightning to be her pen and stage name just fit in with the prompt that I got from Nyla at the beginning of the show because I'm rarely able to use the prompts because I call in too late and I don't hear them every time. But I did tonight. It doesn't always have to be poetry that rhymes, but the reality is even though Luna is right now trying to put her nose so that it touches my nose and I need her to go away, she doesn't care. So I have a prompt for next Thursday. I'm Gina Storm. Thank you for indulging me in peace. That was awesome. I always love how you bring the grandkids and stuff into it. And I love that you're called Gigi. And it's just so heartwarming. It was beautiful, honey. 
never know where you're going to take us. Are you there? Gina? Okay. I'm sorry. That phone wow. was dying, and I had to change it out, and I had to hang up, but I had to switch before I dropped the call. <laughs> oh, that's the beauty of having a landline phone. Yeah, this was a house I shared with my mama. I didn't get it disconnected. Oh. <laughs> it's a blessing and a curse. I can be on two shows at the same time, and I am, so yay. Um, oh, that's too funny. No, All right. I, I heard everything that you, you didn't hear me. My phone was about to kapook. I know you got a lot of callers. I don't ever have to do two pieces. I enjoyed um, sharing that because I actually had something that went with the prompt, which is rare for me. So I'll tell you what, one this week, two next week. The prompt that you gave me about life with Luna and then one that I write. And I'll be back next Thursday. I'm Gina with the knees, storm like inclement weather, but I'm sunshine on a rainy day, and you can find me anywhere there's poetry. And every Thursday at the Speakeasy Cafe. Very cool. We love you so much, sweetheart. Thank you. Thank you. Thank love you for you, being here and sharing. You're welcome. Love you, you too, honey. <laughs> All right, baby. Bye-bye. Okay. So our next caller is going to be coming from, check the board here. We've got 903. 903, you're on the air. Eric. Hello, Nyla. Hang on. Hi, sweetie. Hang on one second. There we go. All right. I'm here, Nyla. How are you doing? I am doing absolutely wonderful, sweetheart. Welcome to the show. I can hear you. All right. That's my answer. Thank you. Appreciate it. I'm doing good. Glad to hear that. You're doing good, too. Uh, just working out of town and traveling like usual. So I got two poems. Uh, I decided to, uh, I'm going to be doing uh, <laughs> Boogeyman, kind of like I did my uh, Yule, uh, 13 uh, Yule ads. It'll be different because it's not going to be just, it won't be the Yule ads, but it'll be similar to how I did it. Anyways, I found these, I'll be doing the uh, Boogeyman is what they're actually called, and they're actually called uh, Hobgoblins too. But they have different names from around the world. I'm sure you already know that. But uh, I'll be doing an alphabet poem of them. And uh, also, I found these two that are pretty badass. I don't know how old these are. They supposedly started back in the 1500s, the boogeyman that I talk about all the time on the show. So, anyways, mm-hmm. uh, here we go. Hang on. I got it. So here's the first one. This is a children's song, actually. It's called uh, Hush, Hush, Hush. Here comes uh, the Boogeyman. And it is by, the lyrics are by uh, Anthony Lowry and Reginald Douglas Brownsmith. So here we go. Children, have you ever met the Boogeyman? No, of course you haven't for... You're you're much too good, I'm sure. Don't you be afraid of him if you should, if he should visit you. He's a great big coward, so I'll tell you what to do. Hush, hush, hush. Here comes the boogeyman. 
Don't let him come too close to you. He'll catch you if he can. Just pretend you're a crocodile and you'll, you will find that boogeyman will run away a mile. Say, shh, shh, and stick him with a pin. Boogeyman will nearly, will very nearly jump out of his skin. Say, buzz, buzz, just like the wasp that sting boogeyman will think you are an elephant, an elephant with wings. Hush, 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 here comes the boogeyman. Tell him you've got soldiers in your bed, for he will never guess that they are only made of lead. Say, hush, hush, he'll think that you're asleep. If you make a lovely snore away, he'll softly creep. Sing this tune, you child, one and all. Children, one and all, my bad. Boogeyman will run away. He'll think it's Henry Hall. When the shadows of the evening creep across the sky and your mummy comes upstairs to sing a lullaby, tell her that the boogeyman no longer frightens you. Uncle Henry's very kindly told you what to do. Hush, 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 here comes the boogeyman. Don't let him come too close to you. He'll catch you if he can. Just pretend you're Teddy bears a dog, then shout out, fetch him, Teddy, and he'll hop off like a frog. Say, meow, pretend you're a cat. He'll think you might scratch him. That'll make him fall down flat. Just pretend he isn't really there. You will will vanish in thin air. Here's one way to catch him without fail. Just keep a little salt with you and put it on his tail. That's the end piece on that one. Alrighty. That was great. <laughs> that was incredible. Well, thank I you so much. I tell you had fun with that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I liked it. That's why I'm sharing it on the show, mm-hmm. too. So, And I can send a link I'm later. In my long. head, I'm hearing that song. You know that Boogeyman song? That's what I'm hearing in my head right now. Yeah. Boogeyman, Boogeyman. <laughs> Turn me on. That's right. Yeah, I actually <laughs> read that one too. Uh, there's a there's a little children's one that's a nursery rhyme too. That was I don't know how old that other one was. It wasn't that long, but the other one I'll have to show you later. So this one's Boogeyman by uh, Psychopus, um, and I just stumbled upon this one too. It's a little longer than the other one. So, anyways, this is by. Uh, uh, Oh, that's the band, yeah. So the lyrics are by Brian Woodruff. He's the songer, uh, song, uh, singer-songwriter, too. So it's actually a song. So here we go. Boogeyman by Siso Puss. Within my darkest crimes lie nursery rhymes read by its monsters and written by lies. All bedtime stories are just yours and mine and only to be read at our story time. Read over and 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 over over about 10 times ahead. We echo ourselves where no answer came, no person has so many eyes. We who we are, sorry, we are who we are 
In a field caught alone, a virgin flower blooms among the weeds, their dirty seeds, ripped petals doom. We did not want or we did not want to touch the monster's game. Sip, 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 I hate this. Sip and take a peek. Slip, 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 I hate this. Slip your monster in the meek. The pitcher strobes growing bright and fading away. We recall the feel of it. Wiry hair. Curious touches, slow, side to side, stop then, start again. We recall the feel of it. We recall the feel of it. That was a repeated one. So uh, The pitcher strobes growing bright, then fading away. Warning, free for all. Hallway steps hide from eyes and monster breath. Hide behind doors that creak and moan. Don't be caught with your monster alone. We should be dead kicked in the stomach don't know why pushed down the stairs don't ask why burned by an iron don't know why tenfold lucky are those who die we hide behind doors never alone we hide from the monster mommy can you keep secrets when you sleep one of your conscious one for his name one for this little one whose name you will blame who are we Kiss me as monsters do. Punch, choke, and yell. You too. Pinch me, I will too. Touch me, mirror, hell, I do. We saw black. We saw flickers of black. Do little girls and little boys have such tales to tell? Where secrets, girls, and secret boys turn memories that yell? Could little girls and little boys pronounce memories, taste, or... Do secret girls and secret boys vomit, shake, erase? We are young. We hold the pain deep for us all. That's in peace. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah, I figured you would. But anyways, I plan on yep. writing my own. Uh, I already did some research on there's a whole lot of different ones, of course. So, And just about every culture's had their own version of it, too, and what I've read up on them, so different ones. So I'll have their actual name. I'm going to do them in English, too, so I don't brutalize their names or mess them up. So well, thanks so much for having me, Nyla. Thanks for having the show. Thanks for having the platform. Truly appreciate it. I'm going to try to get a uh, shower in and try to get to bed. i got a long day tomorrow, too. It's been a long week, too. So. Well, don't work but, too uh, hard. Let me know if I need to write you a note. All right, I won't. Thank you, though. Appreciate it. And it's great to hear from Jimmy <laughs> and uh, Michael Todd and uh, everybody else as well. Um, the Jessica is pretty. Uh, I'm digging her work too. Um, and then of course everybody else. Oh, I can't remember everybody. Uh, Soldier Blue, Blue too. As you call him, <laughs> he's pretty awesome. But uh, Culture blue, blue. yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, but uh, yeah, thanks so much, and I'll try to be on next time. Um, and uh, I'll probably be reading. I have. I'm doing an alphabet poem for horror as well right now. I almost like third, three ways, uh, third of it done. Maybe a little more than that. So. 
I'll probably be reading that next time. I'm going to do the boogeyman, and I came up with another idea, too. I want to do the serial killers and alphabet poem, too. So I got a lot of ideas. <laughs> so, But that's all good, though. And I'm still working on my books, too. They're just taking forever. So, But that's all good. That's uh, okay. Well, have a great night. Nyla, I love you. Talk to you later. Take care. Enjoy love your you weekend. Too, sweetie. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. All righty. You're welcome. Bye-bye, hon. All right, bye. Okay. Our next caller comes from area code 732. 732, you're on the air. Hello? Hi. Oh, can you hear me? Who do we have with us? <laughs> I can't hear I'm you. I'm sorry. I was aware that... Okay, I was aware that somebody else had 732, so I was just pausing, being like, is it me? Is it you? Um, this is Chelsea. <laughs> Hi, Chelsea. Hi. That's how I answer the phone when, um, like, if I, I don't know who it is. I'm like, hello. Anyway, hello. How are you? Hello. Who are you? Hello. Were you screening our call? <laughs> Sometimes I'll answer, <laughs> and then I won't say anything. Like, you know, if I can't, I, I'm really saying too much right now. But I do do that. I'll be like, who's this number? I'll just sit here. <laughs> and you probably didn't need to know that, but anyway. How's it going? <laughs> it's going really good. I'll keep that in mind if I ever call you, just so I know. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's terrible. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just um, don't answer. I never answer my phone. If it's important, they can leave me a voicemail. But then I never check my voicemail, so you just text me. It's the only way you'll get me. I know. I know. So I'm worse, and then, and worse I, than you. <laughs> and and I sometimes I, never like, well, I sometimes don't text back for like a minute, meaning like seven days. And but people who know me know that it it, it still means I love you. It's just I didn't respond. <laughs> so, I have to train people into that, <laughs> you know. Exactly. Anyway. Oh God. Um. I, so I um. This is a great show. I'm new here. I think it's it's so fun to sit here. Uh, and listen to everybody. I, it's really delightful. So thank you. So do I? I just You're very welcome, and it's awesome to have you. I see you in the chat room tonight. So um, I saw you. I was hoping that you would call in. Yeah. First of all, though, before you start, tell us a little bit about you and oh. your writing or anything you want to share, and then tell us about the poems you picked out to read and why. Oh sure. Okay. Um, my name is Chelsea Palermo. I'm a poet. Among other things, um, I don't know. I don't know what you need to know about me. I mean, clearly I write poetry. Um, <laughs> I, was, uh, I, I was a professor for a minute, and then I've shifted into more of a, the healing realm of writing. So I've kind of paused and went underground to do some of that work, and I'm probably starting to come back uh, into poetry community. So I haven't been in community in a while, so it's nice to hear people. Um, who are gathering or have been in community together. It's just beautiful to, like, listen and witness. So I guess that's that. And then um, this first poem, I may only read one because it's long, and you tell me. So I have one, and then if you're, like, read two, I'm like, okay. But um, this first one, I don't know why I'm reading it. Um, I haven't read it out loud, so I figured this is great, so I can read something and get a feel for it. It's an early draft, um, and... It's a poem about my son. I have two. I have one that's 20 and one that's three. I'm on, like, my third lifetime this life, so that accounts for that. Um, age gap. So 
also, um, what do I need to tell you? I don't know. He was speech delayed forever. So it, it holds that. And um, the moon, well, I don't know. It's weird to talk about the poem. It's about my son and the moon and not speaking. Does that work? It does work. Okay. Yeah, I'm not the best at talking about myself. Um, okay, so I shall read. Yes. Please. <laughs> I've never read a, like a poem live on a phone before, so it obviously is a little awkward. But I'll read to you. Uh, (laughs) The moon will be leaving Earth. There's no way. I've seen a thousand brains. I can tell within minutes of meeting a child, reveals the neurologist. Did you really think? The moon's distance to Earth grows four centimeters a year, two milliseconds per hundred years. You are the reason your son doesn't speak. ENT charges, accusation, after you couldn't restrain your son could not lock his arms down. Your son flailed, screamed, writhed, refused to let metal instruments touch his ears, weakened by the weight of delays, exhaustion. You end the visit in your head. Doctor's words, muddied sound. You exit the room, mind, without gravity, in this mothership, decline the return visit. Create tables, columns for words spoken, half words that resemble crescent moons. Sonic phrases, misspeak, half-beats. Chart which consonants conquered, which left to complete. How many vowels, mouths? 21 months to say first word. Two and a half years to say mom. Pull a hat on and off your head. Enunciate as you hold the word, hovering in the air above one hand. Hat in the other. Bridge the gap. Huh. Ah. Your son does not know words connect to meaning, or symbols, things in the world, things he holds in his hand, truck, teddy bear, milk. Words form constructs like Jesus, Buddha, or even Aphrodite. Build theories like religion, formalities. Developmental pediatrician tells you, high functioning, don't worry, she's not worried. Do you have any questions? Your head shakes slowly as infinite galaxies rotate before you. Handed a stack of prescriptions, stapled, photocopied, pages printed on blue paper, therapist in your county, physical, occupational speech. Your son did not want to bathe the doll, brought the cloth to the doctor for her to wash instead, showed you toy frogs, climbed onto your lap. The way the body orients in space and time, locating ground, accumulation of speech slow, Therapy constant. Interpret the sound barrier. Beat of thought faster than the speed of light. This light, your child, without words. The being, his wonder. Woken by your child at the edge of the bed. His energy looming larger than the room. You felt his presence in your sleep so large. Open your eyes and expect to witness a giant, a king. When you cannot comprehend his partially formed syllables, when speech is delayed, intuit, interpret, offer a hug, breathe deep, calm confusion, let it be known, love resides in silence too. You drive tree-lined back roads of middle-class suburban homes, groves on front lawns, these Jersey streets. Your son spies the moon, bursts into laughter, laughter, believes the moon is playing peekaboo with him, hiding behind trees, popping out again, 
let him believe. The moon, playful friend, bringer of delight, joy, connection. Wait to tell him of the earth, her spinning, vehicles moving in space, on roads, what is fixed, what is floating. Nor that the moon once orbited, distancing herself eight inches a year from earth, whose days then once lasted for hours. Your sun collects phrases echoed back, hello, goodbye, beginnings, endings breakthroughs. Your son now speaks partial speak, asks for the moon nightly. Suspend yourself in time. In this moment, he communicates with the moon. Night after night, requests to see if the moon is there. To pull the curtain back, your son's face peering out the window. Each night, this pause. Where are you? Location. He tries to locate his body in space, climbs down the stairs, Hesitates at each step. One hand clutches yours. The other glides along the wall. Openings and closings, doors. Flaps his arms in the street. Looks towards the sky. Locates light. Finds the moon. You say, silent prayer, it is a face. Something to be outgrown. Then pause in praise of his wings. In praise of the moon, there, light years away. Light years from leaving. Billions of years before the departure, all there is is this moment, you in your orbit, your son in his own, the distance, the gap, the silence, the syllables waiting to take form. Moon, where are you? Moon, I love you. Hello, good night, goodbye. When he sleep, pardon, when sleep fails you, afraid of the stillness, silence, create theories, use words. Create ideologies to lull you to sleep, myths and mystery, fables of children, a connection so deep to earth's wisdom, so close their proximity to God's ear, the ones without speech, were hesitant to speak, delayed in language, vivid their recollection of the cosmos, celestial light, heavenly bodies in perpetual motion, and the moving moon, anchor pulling speech forward, as though they agreed to wait for speech, for symbol to become word, until that familiar cloud obscures, and they too forget, and the blur the rest of us requested settles in, and the memory of God becomes that constant ache. That's the end. <laughs> wow. This is long, right? Wow. <laughs> I'll that, just read that, that one. Made, that made me like... It made me angry and it made me rejoice and it broke my heart and yeah. like made me feel such victory. But more than anything, I think that it absolutely made me fall in love and get trapped yeah. in that place of wonder. Yeah. You know, yeah. You just want to be able to step through that barrier and have them take your hand and walk you through their world for a moment and you be the one that doesn't know and let them explain to you their reality. I mean, what a gift that oh, would be, what I would wish for that so hard. Isn't that you know? so gorgeous? Yeah, right there, what and, you just and said, let, absolutely. let you be the one that can't form words and let them show you their language. Right, oh, that's a whole other poem I, right there. <laughs> That right there is like a if I if point. I had a genie wish, that is what I would wish for you. Wow! I would wish that experience. That. Yeah, 
you you're you can definitely write the companion poem to that. That's yours if you want it. I, yeah, thank you. That you, feels like you, a gift. You brought that out. Yeah, well, you you <laughs> you found it. You're like the moon <laughs> pulling it out. <laughs> Sorry, that was beautiful. <laughs> wow, so cool. Thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. Thanks. So wait, you have time to read another one if you'd like to read another one. Just not as – just read whatever one you want. We're fine. Okay, We're going to well, go a little I, bit over anyway, so good. I feel indulgent. That was super long. Um, I, I pulled a second tiny one. It's a total shift in, you know, different poem, different energy, right? So it's, it's like not even a full page. I'll just read it. Uh, okay, this is – we're moving into a different space here. We're – it's like I, I feel like I have to transition us. <laughs> Maybe I'm used to that with my child, like preparing for the transition. We're moving into my uh, family origin stories now. Okay, here we go. Uh, our Father. Right, I got to start over. Got to like get ready. Okay. Our Father hides a plastic soldier in plain sight, our eyes closed. Our Father stands him on the thermostat. Find the hidden object. The game. We search the windowsill ledge, ice maker for the figurine. You're getting warmer. We pause, take a slow step left. Watch his eyes for a flash, a giveaway to tell. Our father hides the missing children. Siblings tucked away in eyeglass cases, shoe boxes in the earth, unmarked graves. Our father laughing. We search the living room, scan surfaces, TV stand, the console. Former cook countertops for what is out of place, for what is missing. We plead for a clue. Our father laughs, full belly, delights at our unease, urgency of our search. Our father calls out cold, cold, ice cold. Jump back, startled, redirect the search. Must be here somewhere. Our father delights in the game. Something missing we knew. Something hidden. Check the usual spots. Lift tongues of shoes. When he shouts, fire, fire, you're on fire. We stop to look. Besides us, the little figurine recovered. We clap our hands, ask to play again. It's a weird poem. <laughs> <laughs> like my comments I love the them. Like, I am... <laughs> Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> you can't, you can't, you can't comment on your own. Well, you can do anything you want. I do. I'm just like, <laughs> I am so. <laughs> like that's holding a lot. <laughs> I am so glad you called in. I can't even tell you both of those pieces absolutely <laughs> gripped I'm sorry, me. I'm laughing at my palm. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I think I'm in it for like the the laughing at the poem at the end. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> this is so fun. You're you're very welcome. Yeah. You know, now that you found right. your way here, you know, <laughs> and you know, it's now your family. You have to come back. You, I really hope that you keep coming back and sharing because I cannot wait to get to know you're you so and your well, son I, I and your talk. life and your oh, your yeah. universe through your poetry. <laughs> please. You may regret it. <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, those are like the softer poems. But, I mean, really, uh, I've been listening for a while. I had to dip out because the baby woke up and I had to put him back to sleep. He's like four now. He's not even a baby. But um, I, I can just see, like, what you have here. <laughs> just listening. It's just what I just feel.
feel the beautiful community and how lovely this is. So that's, I just want to, yeah, I just want to honor that because um, it's a gorgeous thing that exists in the space that you have. So, <laughs> so thank you. Well, now you are part of that. Oh, that's so cute. That makes me feel embarrassed and shy. So, no, you just grab a can late. of spray, spray paint and run up and spray paint your name on the wall and say, "Damn right, I do." <laughs> I always hand you the spray paint. I'm like, and I'm sitting here going, how can I make this more awkward? Like, this woman is so kind and <laughs> so uncomfortable. <laughs> did you hear my poem about my father? Did I, did, did I mention that you're having a really good hair day, too, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> Let me check in. I've got a skull cap on. I'm like, did I shower? Well, yeah. <laughs> it's me. You can't see me. <laughs> Oh, God. Oh, my side's hurt now. Okay. <laughs> All right, sweetheart. All right. Tell everybody well. how to come find you. Oh, don't find and me. And get no, to know you okay. better before you no, come no, back no, and no. read next week. I'll come read next week. I'm actually um, shy. I'm one of those, like, um, <laughs> you know, those uh, introverts with ADHD, so I've been told. So it's like, yeah, you can hear my poems, but don't look for me, okay? <laughs> You'll see me when you see me. <laughs> <laughs> I have to control that. <laughs> awesome. I know. All right. Well, I'm being ridiculous now, so but thank you so much. <laughs> no, you're being cute. You're you're being absolutely oh, fine. You be you. Nobody nobody can decide what that is but you. So you just you be you. That's what the magic is here. So you can just be you. Yeah, it's the journey I'm on. I'm like, did I pick this? Okay. Anyway, I'm gonna go because I'm gonna get ridiculous. But thank you. <laughs> you're right. very welcome, sweetheart. Appreciate you so much. Like, bye bye. Oh, thank you. Bye. No, I'm just going to mute you so you can keep listening if you want. Oh, you hit a button and then... I, yeah, mute? I hit a button that mutes you. You can still hear. Brilliant. Here okay. I'm cool. mute, 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 muting you now. I always feel better if I cut someone off when they're talking. Okay, that was awesome. Oh, my God. I'm never going to forget hearing that poem. Ever. Ever. Okay. Our next caller comes from area code 832. Didn't 832 already come on? Let me check. 832, are you with me? I'm with you, Naila. How are you all doing? Uma, how are you, my dear? It's so good to hear you. (laughs) Absolutely. It is a beautiful evening today and I really enjoy listening to you all. Well, it is. We haven't heard from you in a while. I saw you on the line. I think I saw you on the line last week, but the, the studio was already done and I wasn't able to unmute you. I felt so terrible. So I'm glad you're here. I'm glad that you're on. Okay. Yeah. I'm glad I was able to listen to everyone who was talking. It's okay. It was my fault to have come so late, but um, today, uh, I just wanted to read some poem I have written after I have heard the program. So this is all a result of what Nyla teaches us, folks. Tonight, you sleep tight. Alas, winter is at, at its height. Disarm your mind 
mind of worries, they hold no cover from the shivers. As you think of them artists and singers living until yesterday, until the days turned gloomy. Nights were solitary, roommates and mates turned into strangers, leaving one with loss of never-ending bird of ever finding even their shadows. As the sun is sinking, leaving one with a cloudy, starless, no moon night, not even a bird cried that night. Still, in the mind, a ray of hope that dawn will be nearby. Spring will clear the mist. All the mystic abandonment may one day lead to songs of choirs singing His grace of divine travelers we trail behind singing in chorus. We'll meet you there. Until then, carry the torch you lit to the future and more. End poem. Carry the torch you lit. Uma, that was so beautiful to hear you. It's so good to hear you read. You're- Thank you so much. Your writing touches a place so deep inside me. I just feel really blessed to have you as a friend and be able to hear you. Absolutely, anytime. And I don't know, I I have no idea about, you know, even a candle doesn't know that it gives light. So I don't know if I do or not. But I do get light from everyone else because they are all stars and superstars. Honey, you you are not just a star. You are like the light of a you are your own universe, seriously. You don't understand, <laughs> I don't think, how much I, I don't think you understand the gift you have for writing and the way you are able to touch people. I mean it's like like sitting in a hot tub, just being <laughs> surrounded by all that perfectness. <laughs> I'm trying to make it not sound so corny, but it, I absolutely believe that. But you know, I love you. I mean, you've been coming here a long time, and I've seen you grow as a writer. I've seen you, you know, become more confident. I, I've seen you take chances. I've seen you, you know, reach for things and have so many victories. And I'm just so proud of you. And I'm glad you're here. I've missed you. I am. And um, the title of the poem was um, Message from Some Distance. It was written on January 21st, and I am sure something happened a few days before because of the cold weather award. But, um, yeah. And um, my signature song on Krishna, if I may be permitted. One more, that is. You are going to read the second one, right? As my, yeah, I have a second one. Is it okay to read? Okay. Of course. Okay. <laughs> Thank you so much. I think, I think, you, I think you were kind of cutting out. Because I couldn't hear you, so I think you were cutting out. I'm sorry, but go ahead. Yes, please read a second one. Yeah, it is called Ever Loving Krishna. 
full moonlight with cooing of cuckoo echoing from yonder. You're telling me that I do not think about who, you, I, or him, and insist that I keep convention in writing? Says who, you, him? But then again, I don't know conventions. So confusing. I like to think regardless always of him, you and I remain. Zillion things pass my mind endlessly. Million memories, his smile, his touch, his hugs, kisses, and more. Overbearing me, I speak nothing as he kisses me deeply. All my senses, lost millions of years have passed before, millions to come. Love of my life, Krishna, don't leave me tonight. My heart so parched for your kind words. Your sweet smile as you look into my eyes, Krishna, dear love of mine. Hold me now. End poem. How beautiful. That was just, that was like, I wish, I wish I could paint the way that made me feel and hand you that painting. I got it. It was beautiful. I see that. I see that in the way you have presented that very sentence. I think it depicts everything that you wanted to. <laughs> well, good. I'm, I hope you know, because that was just, I don't know how to paint the right words or say the right words to make you explain. But it I would did, paint you the did. picture if I could it paint did, the picture. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much, Naila. I really appreciate because without this particular, you know, um, platform where we share our views, exchange our ideas, and then as we put them in writing, with whatever amount of, uh, you know, skills and knowledge one has, it's the effect of it on one persona is so much that it changes that somebody's there to listen to them. Somebody can hear them. Somebody can understand or somebody can appreciate or let alone, if not any of these things, at least they wanted to say a piece of their mind. And it was heard. That's really important. I think that's something as human beings we all strive for is just to be heard. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. Not just that someone's listening, but that you're heard. You are very Mm -hmm. welcome, sweetheart. I am so glad you were able to make it on. Will you do me a favor, love, and tell everyone how to find you? Yeah, um, my name is Uma, Uma Gigi. They call me on Facebook and also outside. means Sister Uma. And my work is on poetry by Uma Pochampali dot blogspot.com or it is also in print um, there are plenty of blurb books in which some of my poems have been uh, uh, they have been lucky enough to be uh, in the contemporary uh, you know books by other writers also or uh, poems by other writers and and the other one is uh, also there it is also a blurb book and it's called uh, Sunset Sail 
on a moonlit night and um, writer is Obapo Chumpali but um, it is edited by uh, Professor Brian Rickson and uh, also um, the other poem that I have written is uh, on Amazon.com it is my own composition and uh, also editing it's not so professional but then it is it's called A Few Poems <laughs> from My Heart. <laughs> it just shows that it's right from my heart. That's all I can give you all. So not very artistic in the way, in the sense, not the poems. That is up to you to think whether they are or not. But then I, who am I to decide? It is for you to look at it and decide and tell me how you like it. And another set of poems, one book is published in uh, Telugu in my mother tongue. It's called Varshinchave Nilimegama. means may you rain, O dark cloud. So that's about me. Absolutely. All right, Uma, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for sharing so much from your heart. And we will talk to you next week. We will, we will hopefully, if not next week, at least third week of um, February, I will be there, definitely. No, second, after second week, that is, yeah, definitely I'll be there. <laughs> I will be very happy when you can make it. Thank you, Uma. Yeah, I will try to find my time to come in the busy, you know, day-to-day things that I do. So I was about to... I know, Missed this program. I I was about to miss, but uh, then I suddenly remember. Oh my God! I missed Nilaji's invitation. So let me go call them and be there. So I'm here. Well, I'm glad that you did. I know life gets in the way with you guys sometimes, and you know there's you can't be here every single week. Um, but yeah, you know you've been here. You've but been here long I'm enough to know that no matter when you show up, there's a cup at the table for you with your name on it. So appreciate you, Uma. Oh. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much, everyone of you. Thank you so much. <laughs> Have a great year Good night, ahead, honey. and we will meet again. Bye bye. Wish well. All right, we have one more call. Two more callers. We have a Skype caller, and then we have seven three two. So we have two more callers. So this is either a Skype. If you hear unmute, say hi. This is me. Say hi. This is me. This is Constantine. Oh, Jesus, Constantine! You scared the holy bejeebers out of me. And, and let me—I wanted to hi. let you know something. I'm calling you right now from from the the ABC affiliate KTXS. I'm in the control room right now, but I have a, a moment or two I can say hello to you before I get caught. But if you hear something in the background, that's the uh, live <laughs> programming that's going on behind me. So <laughs> I'm being naughty. I love it. I love it. <laughs> naughty. So how do I sound, I so how do I sound behind a $50,000 microphone? You sound really good. <laughs> you sound awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I wish I could take this home with you know, me. But you, but you, you always sound good, though, you know. Well, thank you. That's very nice. Okay. Yeah. I get, I, Are you going to read something, something while I, you sneak on? I've got something memorized, yeah, but then i got to go. 
this was a challenge to write a poem that had every word in the alphabets called the ABCs of activism. Fade in. Activists believe courage defines exemplary fights, glorious heroic intrepidness, justifying nightly lives. Misfortune never once pausing, quest requiring steel, typifying unrivaled virtue, wielding Xanatu's useful zeal. Fade out. Oh yeah. By the way, my my friend here, Rudy Fernandez. He's he's a 19 year old, and he thinks your picture is hot. So there you go, Nyla. <laughs> you have a fan. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, Rudy. <laughs> I don't know what to say. I I, I met I met her first, Rudy. So anyway, <laughs> yeah, she, she's she's probably she's probably a little bit she, she's probably a little bit of much of of a woman for you. You probably need to get a little bit more of experience behind your belt. She, 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 she's the mistress. She's the mistress of the the airwaves. She has magic in that voice. She's the, she's a woman. She's the diva. She's the legend. You're just a kid. So anyway. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, and also I he's in trouble no he, because he sat on he sat on his pair of Sennheisers. I'm sure you know what Sennheisers. You know what Sennheisers are, right? He said on a pair of his Sennheiser cans and broke them today. So, um, yeah, you're you're in trouble, dude. Yeah, you don't even want to know how much those cost. So they're really for those of you who don't don't know. They're really really expensive studio headphones. <laughs> anyway, I got to get. It'll, it'll all be up. okay. It'll all be okay. All right, bye, Constantine. Love you. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Love you too. <laughs> Sneaking on while at work. How can you not love that? <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and grab area code 732. Gregory, are you with us? Yeah, I'm still talking to Chelsea. Oh. Ah, so do you need me to remute you? I can hear you. Cool. No, I was, I was talking to Chelsea. We're on two phones and a thingy. Okay. Stop and crop work in progress. That's the best I can describe it once again. Hopefully the pieces, well, anyhow, no big deal. It's a work in progress, definitely chop and crop. An artistic puppeteer. Here doesn't believe the screen will hide anything. The puppet is the one with the overwrought, the overthought ego. Though with like-mindedness, they'll internalize a first mind initiation into free thought, frightening. So for the mirror's internalization and actualization, who is the master of the identical mind and these whims of a pious past life? The strings are frayed, the thread, it's a failed rebellion. The puppeteer needs to rationalize her sense over control, over the muted the muted puppet, so as not to offer in, insight into their limitations and inability to project any further breakthrough. Who is the puppet? Who is the doppelganger? The doppelganger of an inner identity neither have the power to confront. It's an abandoned, it's an abandoned mirror that's cracked from the inside. So yeah, that's not quite. Wow. Anyhow. Nah, it's a mess. Here's a quick one. An inter- <laughs> <laughs> I see where the gap, but thanks. No, that, that didn't work out. 
The inner voice rebels against the purple silk of an ancient shroud. Wrap me in a paper seer cloth. Absorbent for the water of my rebirth will not run out. Into the Rubicon, I will walk across the river like Jesus in swim fins and return into my past life as a paper tiger. And these are the numerals I want engraved on my cardboard tombstone. Why? You may ask, why am I obsessed with paper goods? I believe I will return unto the tree I could never be, a mythbreaker, a cult founder, an L. Ron Hubbard, a George Washington, a cherry tree that humanity must never feed off, for I am the seed, the indefinite spirit, the everlasting sky of life, of fertile soil under the tree of eternity. No, I'm fell over in the aisle in Costco and I am covered in a mutiny of bounty towels and I project my envious inner vision upon the shroud of Turin. Yeah, I need help. Am I am I allowed to walk like that one? <laughs> Did I not call my professional help drink? <laughs> the glass mask falls. I don't know what to say right now. <laughs> don't. The glass mask falls. The see-through floor. The ceiling is non-existent. Lesson one in the meaning of the mind. The audience member is equal in participation. Welcome to your first Grateful Dead show. Okay. I never know what to. I never ever know what to expect from you. This is the truth. You have a link to professional help. Never mind. Excellent. How are? Oh, I might. Hey, I, 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 I'm going to look for it. Fucking story. It's been a really good show today. tonight. Yeah. Yeah. No monstrous. Yeah. Thanks. Oh, Gadzooks, lady. No, we're anyhow. Thanks. You're very welcome, my darling. Okay, so, nothing. Yes, ma'am. Oh, I don't know. They all <laughs> do you want to tell every? They all complain, and the whole thing is, what are you doing for your? You know, what are we doing for our audience? I do, uh, okay. How do I say this? Six, seven, eight. It's like we don't. Ah, never mind. I'm a little too I'm too mishmashy from doing it all day. Oh, where do you want to find me? Hey, Twitter will do. <laughs> no, not Twitter. Twitter's a cesspool. Oh yeah. Hey, join my Hitler, my pro Hitler Putin propaganda chat room on Twitter. Whew. No, which is a good one. Instagram. You can find Gregory speaking on Instagram. That helps. Have you been on Twitter? Do you go on Twitter? Fucking awesome. If you hate things. <laughs> um. <laughs> I, you know, I I don't do a lot of social media at all. You know, I I do Facebook uh, with the show. I've got uh, a Twitter, but I don't mess a lot with it. I do a lot of my paleontology site, though. That I do. What a word! That's yeah. What a way to we could just end the word end the show with that word after all like six hours. This anybody could do like the six syllable word deserves a freaking bong hit. Oh, no, um, yeah, I can't tell you that. We always keep one surprise, and, you know, so that's all. Or, you know, the whole point is if it's a very marquee 
And it's like the audience really isn't participating because, you know, the whole thing larger than life, money, you're like part of something there. But it's like watching a TV. So if the audience isn't going to create freedom and community and happiness, then, like, what's the point of all this? You know, it's not like, you know, anything iconic, you know, like in a stadium where that makes sense because, you know, it seems like a witness to a historic, you know, songwriter or something. But if we're having a bunch of cool, goofy stuff that everyone wants, the audience is, you know, partly responsible for for cultivating their communities. So that's what we're dealing with today. It's a pisser. And since the whole thing's based around being goofy, it's like, then don't play along. You know what I mean? Wait till it's all there and, and go buy a single day ticket. It's a, so we have a lot of fun <laughs> with that. Today was a big bamboozle day. But, you know, that's very East Coast. It's very, you know, New Jersey. Does that make any sense? Thanks. That was very cathartic for yeah. you to let me say that after all, after today. I owe you, I owe you another um, psychiatry fee. I just sit here till you run out of steam, Gregory. (laughs) (laughs) I owe you a Dr. Nyla hook. (laughs) Yes, yes. So tell me, at what age were you potty trained? Oh, I don't know. Oh, no, that's the best thing. At this age, my asshole falls out every 20 minutes. Fucking awesome. (laughs) And you, you drink water and pee all day. I think yeah, yesterday oh, we just had the best winter rain, and then today was just like some global science fiction, like frogs could have fell out of the sky. Cold. The wind was cold, but it was warm. We're having some wacky, you know, global COVID winter because it is no winter. Really weird out there. But then again, don't really go out much. How are you? Good. I'm good. I'm glad you at least made it here. Oh, well, once I saw Chelsea was on, which I, I didn't know, we talk most, you know, we talk quite often. We go over each other. She's amazing. Writing. I was really glad to hear her tonight. Yeah, she's a monster, right? Yeah, she's putting in the work. <laughs> right. I mean, I'm not talking about her in third person because, you know, we want to keep those energies good. You know, it's inspiring. So, yeah, once I saw she was on, I was, you know, I was going to, I just tuned in to say hello. So that's all. She was, well, awesome. Know, I'm glad that you did, though. sweetheart. But she's part of the support circle, you know, the support circle. Not like mental support. I mean, like, you know, creative support. And she did the, you know, our show the Friday the 13th. She did that two years in a row. But I met her at creative support Mom. is mental support because that's what keeps us sane. Isn't it great? Yeah, no messing around with that. It is. You know, yeah, don't don't yeah. Just you know, centralize. Okay. Hey, thanks for letting me close out the neat let close out the whatever. I don't need to be talking about myself. <laughs> very well. <laughs> You're very welcome, Closing sweetheart. I appreciate you. <laughs> We'll talk to you next week, okay? Are you at inner peace? I am. Yeah, you can't heal without being at peace. 
Okay, yeah. Anyhow, to hustle like with that promotion thing on Instagram. Instagram's really good. Everything else is, you know, drunk and dumb show. Okay, thanks for tuning me in. <laughs> Thank you, Gregory. We'll talk to you soon, honey. <laughs> thanks. Bye. Oh, my. All right, everyone. You've been listening to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. I want to thank you all for being here. I'm going to close out the show with an audio track, and this one was a request. And uh, this was kind of fun because it was, it's one of my pumps, actually, which I don't normally do, but I said I would this time. This is a, actually not a poem. This is, I was having a conversation with Michael Todd, and he mentioned that he had just seen the first firefly. And that sent me off. You know, we were messaging back and forth, and it sent me off. And this was the reply I wrote to him talking about seeing the first firefly on the arm of his porch swing. And so I just kind of ran away with that. And it's kind of a neat example of showing you what free writing can do. So while this is not a great poem at all, it's not what it was intended to be. It was a comment, you know, reply to a a comment. But if you just don't stop your pen sometimes, if you just write whatever's in your head and let it spill out, fun things like this can happen. And I was really surprised when Michael uh, recorded this and sent it to me. So... This is the testimony to free writing and how important it is and how you should have fun and play and not girdle yourself into what you believe society expects from you as a poet and just be the artist that you are and share your heart. And that, that's all you can ask for. That's all you can, I mean, that's the best, best thing you can give. All right, so anyway... Nyla saw a firefly last night, read by Michael Todd. We'll see you guys next week. Appreciate you being here. Good night, everybody. Michael saw a firefly last night, and it made me wish I was. By Nyla Alicia. I wish I was sitting there beside you on that porch swing with a thin cotton quilt that isn't needed but vital to the script. And maybe there's some shy tea in a chipped china cup resting on a mismatched saucer. I wish I was sitting there holding out breath hostage because it's as if the act of a single blink might frighten away the moment, unmoving, sitting static in the static hum of a frozen instant, perched like a tiny bird on a most delicate, whisper-thin branch on the other side of this magical veil we somehow slipped through. Or were we invited? Maybe the porch swing visit was really an invitation. Did I ever tell you fireflies are magic? Fireflies are much more than just fireflies. The world is an altogether different place for people who understand this. I wish I was sitting there 
inside Rip Van Winkle's timepiece, waiting, waiting, waiting to see a second flicker, then a third, a fourth, another, that's the fifth, till suddenly the still life painting in which we found ourselves bound melts to a puddle, a puddle that shatters glass light through the darkness. In this beautiful, magnificent lawlessness, the deeply dark, darkly shadowed horizon of your backyard becomes alive in a resplendent monochrome dance of flickering chaos. I wish I was sitting there as the crickets, frogs, and tiny things we have no name for echo in strange harmony the elation of wonder, mystery, and delight in my still, scarcely breathing. It is so beautiful. You know, I cannot decide if I like the name Firefly or Lightning Bug better. Both the Lightning, both are great names. It's so hard to decide. But for now, in this telling, they shall be known as Fireflies. Because that is what you called them. I wish I was sitting there with you in that shimmering gloaming as the separating space between port swing and universe blurs, fades, and to move beyond the dissolving rules of time and other insignificant things like, well, all the things everything thought important is really not, and then to get lost there in the sylvan ether of what is a Tennessee evening, even fall in early spring, drinking tea and counting stars, counting all the stars, starting with the one resting on the porch swing beside you. I wish I was there, watching the moment of innocence as we follow him wildly further, somewhere uncharted, beyond the porch light, and into the good night.